This, the Denver Broncos can ill afford, and, and as fate would have it, number one and number two play each other this week. Broncos and Bears. Whoever loses this game <laughs> is going to be known as the prison four-legged dog. They're going to be the biggest hoe in prison if they lose yeah. this week. Man, so I tell you what. That's a, my uh, top five hit the shower, top three being prison shower. Don't drop t- the soap. What a tough game to watch, the Bears and Broncos. I'm gambling again. On this episode of Bustin' Chops and Colin Shots, we of course go over a little bit of Major League Baseball. We break down the whole card for college as well as NFL coming up. John does things a little bit differently, though. We go over his power rankings, his top 10 in the NFL compared to some of the others that we're seeing out there. Um, And he also has his famous hit the shower list where we're going to go over all of those as well as some key things to look out for this week in his betting corner and his new five pack. We'll release these every week, five free plays at the end of the episode. You want to bet? I don't bet. What do you mean you don't bet? I mean, I don't bet. You're listening to Bustin' Chops and Callin' Shots. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Back for another one. John, you're going to give me a lot of shit, but this is my last one for a couple weeks here, boys. So let's make it count. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We knew you'd make a trip back to the old Piggly Wiggly before sooner or later. Yeah. We have, a, we have a great benefits and vacation package here at BCCS. We Sports. do. Our PTO yeah. plan is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, oh, you yeah. should see our 401k. Anybody that wants to apply, uh, go to www.johnlovesyou.com. Okay. <laughs> nice. We're taking applications. No, I'm heading out to Hawaii. Gonna Nobody cares. Enjoy the beach. Nobody. You know you're going to miss me. Don't act like you're not going to. Come uh-huh. on. You gonna you gonna go? Um, are you going to the island that got uh, affected? No, no? we're going to Oahu. So Oahu, yeah. yeah, I got some fun stuff planned. Gonna go swim with dolphins. Did a ATV thing. So yeah, we're gonna have a good time. There you go. I have this well, one. I need to send you. Well, that's all the islands in Hawaii sound like a bad like blood experience. Maui, Oahu. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> Sounds like, like a non-lubed situation over there. <laughs> God. Uh, how's y'all's week been? You're, you know, birds flying high. You know how I feel. Uh, Sun in the sky. Yeah. I bet. Feeling good, well, feeling well, good you know. Oh, okay. a- a- AJ feels very relieved that... Uh, My mic is Ryan working. Tannehill is still with the Titans. He was a little scared Shut that... Up. It was going to be the Jets. Uh, so he lives to fight another day with his uh, three stooges there at quarterback. You're not going to nah, see hey. me. You're not going to see me picketing outside Nissan Stadium if that happens. That's for sure. Hey, the Jets got Trevor Simeon. Everything's going to be okay. Mm. Yes. Speaking of quarterbacks, Joe Namath, I love Joe Namath moved the needle for Trevor Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Joe. What was that? What was he doing? Go find Susie Kohlberg again, would you? All of a sudden, I see Joe Namath on my Twitter feed. I'm like, "What's happening right now? Why is he yeah. going after Zach Wilson?" It's like, was this was this like a behind the scenes plot from the organization's? Like, hey man, like we really need your help over here. Like, yeah, need to- we need. <laughs> I mean, well, that's that's Woody Johnson's like hero, the owner. So, oh, okay, yeah. probably anything, was anything Joe says goes. So, 
Yeah. Zach Wilson is a train wreck. Let's uh, let's be honest. Although that offensive line, I don't think really set up for any quarterback to be successful. It, hey, did you guys see Colin Kaepernick wrote a note to the Jets Ooh. to basically beg them to be their practice squad quarterback? <laughs> um, look, folks. Um, biggest loser, biggest loser in professional sports history. Like, look. There's a lot of reasons. Now, there's a couple reasons Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL. One of them is he sucks. <laughs> um, so I get obviously did you see the, the. Did Jim you guys Harbaugh watch the college? Did you guys watch the meme thing I sent you with uh, where they took um, unnecessary roughness, the Adam Sandler version, and it's like uh, when the one little dude's like, "Let me show you how I can play quarterback." Throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Yeah. He throws these like way over. He goes. That's why you're not playing quarterback now. Sit down and shut <laughs> yeah. up. But it had Kaepernick and face on. Yeah. I was like, that's about right. From longest yard, yeah, longest yeah, yeah, yard, yeah, yeah. yeah, longest yard. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. So funny. But yeah, no. He was. Uh, he wrote this this glowing letter. He even put references at the bottom. Oh God. Um, the Harbaugh fuck? brothers um, said that he would. He would lead the practice squad like a QB one would to get the defenses ready for the mobile quarterbacks of Hertz and Mahomes. Yeah, man, desperation. Old Cappy, old Cappy. Old Kaepernick, dude's an idiot. Um, is what it is. There's a reason he's not playing. Yes, there are some you know things off the field, but primarily it's because he sucks at quarterback. So, you know. Yeah, that's a big part. Also, people just, uh, I don't know. NFL, There's no team I mean, that's going to take on that baggage. Like, yeah, why? Don't, people don't want that. You know, they really don't. NFL's no, done and, a great job, I think, in recent years of just stepping away from all that garbage, you know? Yeah, and the thing with it is, like, bringing in that kind of attention and problem for a really, really high-quality quarterback that's one thing and that's even going to be a tough decision for teams right bringing in colin kaepernick for all that and his ability that's not worth it so yeah old cap's gonna miss out on another one hey look if he couldn't make the raiders or seahawks he ain't making anybody it's true all right so anything else going on with you boys before we jump into a little sports talk john how you been you live over there? I know it's early, but no, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I did have a long day yesterday, but I'm good, feeling good. Uh, we'll finish up to work today, and uh, going to be a short card in the NFL this week. Not a mm-hmm. not a lot of hop out and get you get you, um, here in the NFL. So, and it's a pivotal point in the season, right? Like I always say, that first four weeks, um, two to four, really, uh, the public has the advantage. That's never rang more true. I mean, even though we did end up uh, one game over last week, thanks to Joe Burrow. And, of course, uh, one thing that did happen is I told you this is now I will never, ever, 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 ever oh, engage myself in a game that I am the bum Baker Mayfield. Ever. Why I let people talk me into that <laughs> buzzard is beyond me. I have never I knew it was been Fisted like I've been <laughs> fisted by that guy. I Ever. mean, it wasn't all. I mean, fault. he sends me to Maui and Wahihu every it time was, I watch him. 
It wasn't all his fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see him skipping balls, throwing them 40 yards over Mike Evans' head. You know how tall Mike, you know how hard you got to try to throw a ball 40 yards over top of Mike <laughs> Evans' head? I mean, you I mean, got to be like, saying he played oh, great. John bet me today. Let me throw this to the freaking moon and back like Will Levis, where it's nowhere near anybody but out hey, of the stadium. Hey, hey, hey whoa, shots fired. I do think, man. Come on. I do again, wonder, Tampa. If, do you think do you think Worthless. he listens to this show and he knows when you're going <laughs> to bet him and then he just absolutely screws the pooch because he's like, yeah, John, <laughs> shove it up his ass one more time. Yeah, oh, the guy's a buzzer. Yeah, joke's he's, on me for starting him in fantasy, too, picking him up off the waiver wire. Buzzer. Oh, my God. Why would you start him against the Eagles? Well, dude, I had Deshaun Watson. He's been doing terrible. And Daniel hey, Jones. Is my quarterback. Yeah, God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you were in a tough spot. I, uh, you know, for the Buccaneers, we, I think John, didn't you pick them to win like four games? They're already two and one. I mean, yeah, they're they overachieving. They won't make it to four. Oh, whatever. I will say, John, you've been vindicated very much on our, we had a recent short about the, how terrible you thought Sam Howell is last week. Oh yeah. yeah. I got all these guys saying he's two and oh, and so I started firing back. Oh, really? You want to claim the Cardinals and Broncos wins? That's what you're going to lean your hat on? Yeah. Yeah. That's like saying, yeah, I got paid Friday by who? 7 Eleven? You're going to go out there and, you know, promote your $250 check? Yeah, I'm sure your wife feels really good about that. Why does he always spiral into the just. (laughs) Because, like, people, you, you need to give him a chance. Why? What's he did for me? Well, we Washington. Everybody passes. says that, and his fate would have it. He goes out and throws four horrendous picks. Yeah, horrendous. they were all really bad. They were yeah. Listen, Those comments did not age well. Uh, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. In some of the people's comments were, "Well, this clip didn't age well," and I, I need to put on there. Well, your comments really didn't age well. Did you watch the game this past week? Not very yeah. good. Yeah, but Washington. Hey, let's everybody calm down. They are confident. That Sam Howe's growing pains will lead to improvement. Really? Let's see how that works out at Philly this weekend. So this is something uh, shifting back to gambling, because that's really why we're here. You (laughs) Baker Mayfield exactly, but yeah, I got you. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers are a good example, right? And sometimes when you do because this just isn't a week to week thing, your preparation for the and I said this and even I've gotten off kilter. Your preparation and how you look at a team and your power ratings for a team all happens in the off season and right through the preseason, right? Mm-hmm. And I've even strayed away from it. You really start to see who a team is the first four weeks. And here's my example: like people saying Washington's two and zero. Oh. I told you Washington was a five to six win team. Everybody got excited. And yes, we all knew they would beat the Cardinals, but it was 20 to 17 and a home opener with all that emotion. Yeah, Red true. flag. Number one, number two, you beat Denver. Listen, like I said Oof. last week, I wouldn't, you know, somebody said, did you guys beat Denver? Denver? No, no, we, they weren't on our schedule. Like I wouldn't <laughs> even claim the win. Right. Yeah. They're really so bad. the same thing with the Tampa Bay bucks, does that win? against Minnesota look that much of an upset now? Because Minnesota's 0-3. Regardless whether Minnesota could easily be 3-0 and is null and void, yeah. right? So I think you have to look Poor at that Kurt. and say, okay, what are 
how, who are the teams really? You know what I mean? Like, so if you're Baltimore, you know, you sputtered the first half, pulled away from Houston, you know, in a, in a 25 to nine game, right? Does, and you say, well, they came right back and beat Cincinnati. Does the win against Cincinnati look that good now? No, it doesn't. So, and then they turn around and lose at home to Gardner Minshew. So now is told Baltimore, you Gardner's scrappy. So, but for the Ravens, to me, it's the same old Ravens. You can bring in new offensive coordinator all you want, but the Ravens are a average football team at best, and they will be the rest of the season at best. Yeah, right. So you have to look at okay, where did I rank a team in my power rankings right in the beginning of the year, and then how's it unfolding, and what do they really look like? You know what I'm saying? Like people are like, well, the Broncos, you know, they should have beat the Raiders. Well, you didn't. And the Raiders, that's their only win. You should have beat the Redskins because you spot them 21 to three. Well, you didn't. And the Redskins aren't that good either. It's like when everybody was, you know, deep throating Dallas. Well, (laughs) the Giants, they're not any good. You played the Jets without Aaron Rodgers and the Jets coming off, you know, that emotional high of, you know, Monday night football, the miracle to beat the bills after Rogers goes. I mean, just all Mm. those emotions. And now we see the jets, uh, they probably won't win seven, eight, I mean, eight games at most. And I don't even know where eight games are at on that schedule for them to win with with Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, or your local server down at waffle house. Either way, they're screwed. So this point I try the server from waffle house. So you really got to look at, you know, people are like, you know, Talk about Miami. Miami's just such a juggernaut. Really? Like, again, do you want to claim Denver? And then look at Miami, how they played against New England. They really struggled. Really struggled. Right? So I'm not saying Miami isn't good, but, I mean, they're not some, like, juggernaut. I'm not saying Kansas City isn't good, but you struggled against the Jacksonville team that is not good right now. I thought that was your, Hey, that's your team. And you beat up, you beat up Chicago. So I, I, what I'm saying in all this is, is, you know, everybody lives week to week. Let's look at the start, looking at the full body of work and then compare, compare them to your power rankings. And you'll see where the teams really, really truly are. And it's not that far off. Right. I mean, I said, Seattle wasn't a good team. Okay, you they have Detroit's number, they always have, but they, you know, the Rams beat them and then they were life and death with the red rifle of Andy Dalton against an who's an own 3 team. Yeah. So Seattle, I don't think they're that good. So you you really got to be careful and don't let your eyes deceive you. Sorry, I got you know, a long long wind. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, we're not. But it was all good information and it was all 100% spot on. No, I got you. Not arguing that for sure. Uh, it's. I will say it's been a weird start to the NFL season. Like, there's not really a clear, especially in the AFC. Like, there's not really a clear. I mean, Miami's been good. The Chiefs look like they're starting to get right. They'll have another opportunity to get right against the Jets this week. Um, but everybody's kind of been slow out of the gate. Uh, with the exception of the Forty ers they look really good. I don't know about slow, but I think parody just gets to be more and more in the NFL, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you can't, there is no weeks off. Even if you are playing the Arizona Cardinals or the Houston, Texas, the NFL, there is Any no given Sunday, man. Yeah, there is no weeks off. And I talk about this all the time 
a lot of your games come down to that last five minutes anyway, three minutes in a lot of cases. Um, you know, and, and never, you know, when you look at this week, as the season goes on, like I said, the public lose less and less of the advantage. Uh, I mean, you know, Thursday night's a coin flip, right? You know, but everybody loves Detroit, and I look at it right now like I don't think the Packers are getting near enough love. No pun intended. But I, mean, yeah, I see what you did there. You like that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Little play on words. I action. worked on there that. And, yeah, I worked on that in the show this morning. Cheesy as hell, but nice job. Amongst other things. But, uh, oh, God. But, uh, it's you too know, early for that, man. It's like a lot of people, they're going to say, they're going to hop on and say Cincinnati's back, right? They're only laying two and a half at Tennessee. Cincinnati's back on track. I mean, you're already, I'm just picking out that game. Cincinnati, 81% of the bets and 81% of the money. There's no way I can lay points on the road with Cincinnati. Not right now. You know what I mean? Because the Rams aren't that good. Like, I know everybody's like, man, the Rams have looked really scrappy the first three weeks. Eh, I think they've played a lot of bad teams, too, minus San Francisco, right? And them in San Francisco, again, a division rivalry. Seahawks, that's a division game for them, right? Mm -hmm. They know those teams. Against Cincinnati, they looked woeful. Right. So, and I don't, you know, Cincinnati is not a good team right now, you know, so I just think you need to be careful, you know, how much you put yourself out there because your eyes, if you, and this is the problem with average Joe betters, they look at what happened last week and they carry that on. And I think there's some good spots and that's how you really need to look at is, okay, all these people are running to the window now to bet, you know, Cincinnati because they got off the schneid, right? Or uh, they're going to run to the window and say, oh, you know, another one. I think Miami, you know, folks, I don't know what to tell you, but Buffalo's won nine of the last ten against Miami. Where's that game at this week? In Buffalo. Nine Mm -hmm. of the last ten. And all anybody's ever going to remember is Miami put up 70. They're a juggernaut that can't be stopped. Meanwhile, little old Buffalo's defense, one of the best in the NFL, holding people to 253 yards per game. Yep. So It's going to be a good game. Uh, really you good know, game. I'm not saying I would take the Bills. I mean, I think that's a tough game to handicap. Uh, but after handicapping the game, I'm not taking Miami. I'm not, taking my, I'm not saying I'm taking Buffalo, but there's just too much. There's too much attention posted towards them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that you just can't do. Just like the Chiefs. All right. If the Chiefs were laying 13 at home to the Bears, now you're saying they're laying nine and a half at the Jets. Why would you put it right at nine and a half? You're telling me the Chiefs aren't two scores better than the Jets? They are. Okay. I wouldn't touch that game with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't touch it. Would not touch the game. Because, again, just where the line's at and everybody's done wrote the Jets off and the Chiefs are back, they're jacked up. Swifty Nation might be in attendance at, at MetLife. I, I want no parts uh, of it. When you, when just, if you don't learn anything else in sports gambling, learn this. 
when there's so much noise, either set that game out and don't touch it or just blindly go the other way. Because it's just like, and I'll wrap it up with this, Colorado, Oregon. How could Oregon be laying 21 and a half? The most money ever put on a game in the last five years was Colorado. People pounded a money line plus 650. People took the 21 and a half, and Oregon covered the spread in the first five minutes. Right? It didn't take I mean, literally 96% of the money on Colorado in the heaviest bet game in the last five years across the books. Again, doesn't take your opinion out of it. Do you really think the heaviest bet game with the most money and the most attention, do you really think Vegas and the books are going to lose that game? Mm, Probably not. Okay, so again, this week, 97% of the bets on the Chiefs. Well, no no crap. I wouldn't take the Jets, but I'll tell you one thing right now. Ain't no way I'm laying nine and a half. Not doing it. Not on the road on Sunday night football. Nah. Mm-hmm. No, I'll pass. So that's your lesson for the day. I'm out now. Man, you came out on one this morning, just ready to fire. All right. Let's, let's uh, I got to keep watching this dog to make sure she don't chew these lights up and be like one of those <laughs> cartoons where you see her bones flashing or whatever. From uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little. We're going to shift gears here to just a little bit of baseball news uh, before we jump back into John's NFL top 10. Uh, so for baseball, obviously Brewers clinched the central, uh, last night after an epic Cubs collapse, uh, gave up a six Oh lead to Atlanta. Um, thought Cubs were going to win that game and then just wheels completely fell off the bus there. Uh, but the Brewers clinch, uh, two titles for them in the last three years. How do we think they fare in the playoffs here, boys? Well, you know, you text me yesterday, you were like, did I miss the play today? Nope. Not giving anything else out to the playoff start. Baseball has been very rough the past Good month. Move. Uh, I, I don't want any parts. And the Cubs said why? Because, you know, last week after losing another six games with the league going into the night, I said, that's it. I'm done till the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and we have a winning record in baseball. We're up 32.13 units for the year. So $100 better, I made them $3,200. $1,000 better, I made them $32,000. But with all that being said, I've lost 46 games. 46 games for a total of 84.65 units for the season. I could be over 100 units, only giving out 100 units a game if all those went the other way. Thank you. I'll just take half. I'd just like to have half of them back. Yep. So baseball, uh, the these bullpens, I mean, right now, if I want to make a bet for, for the series or for the World Series at this point, I want, would you stop scratching me? It's my protein shake, not yours. Get out. <laughs> God, if only other, woman's, other women licked me like that. Anyway, oh, so um, stop. Uh, folks, I have a... Dol- I mean, Dolan here, she's fresh gay. <laughs> um, you you just need to do your research and bet the best team with the best bullpens, in your opinion. Because yeah. that is what is winning and losing these games for people. That's why the Braves are so tough is their bullpen. I mean, the Cubs collapse, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the Houston Astros, you can't bet that team. I mean, again, right now you can't. Again, you're handicapping. And I think this to myself, I lost a bunch of games with the Astros the past month. Um, 
And I didn't give them out to anybody, but I was trying to get some cheap wins. So I put them in some money line parlays, right? Uh, as the third leg. And I hit all the parlays except the Astros lost because they got swept by the freaking Kansas City Royals at home when the Astros are trying to win the division. Yeah, even I the was Astros, like, that's low. The Astros, in the words of Coach Green, they are who I thought they were. You can get Verlander, but they're not going anywhere. There's no way they can get to the World Series with that bullpen. That bullpen's horrible. Horrible. Do we we think the rule changes with obviously not, you know, not being able to kind of go righty-lefty like they used to and be able to kind of manipulate the bullpen and and, and get the matchups that you want, do we think that's having a big effect? I mean, I think baseball has been weird this year. Uh, How much do we think the rule changes have played into that? I think it has. I think that's a good point, Choppy. I think it's it's played into it at some point. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, when the Cubs collapse, I mean, how, how much – and this is another thing, and managers do a horrible job. As good as analytics have been in sports, they've really mm. ruined sports too. Kinda, because, yeah. look, I'm sorry. I got my ace out here, and I'm paying him X amount of dollars. That buzzard's going – Seven, eight, nine innings. Yeah. Especially in the playoffs. I mean, again, the Giants won two World Series because of Bumgarner winning a bunch of games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Washington Nationals, they got over the hump because they basically mortgaged Strasburg's career to pitch him, you know, four of the, you know, between out of the pen and starting, you know, so I- I'm not. I'm not trusting my bull, especially if they've been shaky the whole season, like Houston's. There's no way I'm trusting them. There's no way. Like if Verlander or Javier or Valdez, if they're humming along until somebody hits one out of the yard on them in the seventh or eighth inning, I'm not taking them out. Wow. I already know what I'm going to get from the bullpen. Yeah. And just not having that. Not having that flexibility to be able to really match up from the bullpen late in games. I think. I think teams are struggling with that a little bit, and I think it's going to take some time for them to kind of figure that out and build these bullpens in a way that can kind of compensate for some of that. Because historically, I mean, managers have had that flexibility. If I want to bring a guy in for one hitter uh, and go you know, lefty versus righty, you can do that. Um, and now not being able to do that, I think it has hampered hampered teams and hampered bullpens quite a bit. Uh, I think it's going to take them some time to to build these bullpens in order to kind of overcome that. So it'll be interesting to see how this progresses. Um, I mean, everybody knows I'm not a huge fan of the rule changes. I like the way the game was before, but hey, how, how many fashion. we got? How, how many we got left? What, we how got many like games? Six games left for these people. Five, six games. Yeah, something like that. Not much. We'll look at another one here. Um, Adam Wainwright. Hanging it up, calling it a career. 200 wins for him. Should should have uh, it last year. In his last game, though, goes seven innings, a four-hit ball, gets a 1-0 victory, so he goes out with a win. Uh, man, at 42, he can still he can still sling it. Yeah, he had a great career, man. I, I would have liked to saw him and uh, Yachty go out together last year, right? Um, well, that was the plan, and then you know Wainwright kind of was like, I'll come back for another one, but he is done done. I could tell him he's done done. So, yeah. um, you know, he's had a great career, been great. 
What is this, the first time since 1990 that neither the Cardinals, Yankees, or Red Sox will be in the playoffs? Ain't that pretty wow. incredible? That's crazy. Hey, get over here, Dolan. <laughs> Lay down. Yeah, no, hell of a career for him, though. <laughs> I feel like uh, that's going to be how our first encounter is with the real Dolan. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Um, yeah, great career for Wainwright. Wish him all the best in retirement. Um, man. He was, I mean, he was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he had one of the best curveballs ever in baseball. Yep, for sure. So, kudos yeah. to him, man. The Redbirds, Redbirds are in a tough spot. They got a big rebuild coming. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I think they've kind of a lot of managers lately. A lot of managers. Yeah, they have. It's hard to find the right one. I mean, I'm for know. hire. Yeah. Now, I can't promise you I won't be like Pete Rose and call the bookie in the middle of the third inning because I got to yep. get the 10 o'clock games in, but, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, okay, so last one here for baseball news. Uh, five teams, it sounds like, are in the uh, Shehei Otani sweepstakes. Oh, I did uh, not so hear this. We'll start with the uh, Giants, Rangers, Mariners, Dodgers, and the New York Mets, which there's no chance he's going there. How do we feel about these five? Yankees are out. They're not they're not gonna pursue it. Yankees are out. Uh Mariners is sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um just I still like him with the Giants. Ichiro, right? Uh yeah. Mariners might be a sneaky Rangers would be incredible. I don't think I he's mean, going to Texas. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't think he's going to te- well no state t- no state tax. What is it with you and the heat? What what is it? It's it's hot. Oh my gosh. Whatever. I can't even talk to you. I don't think you're going to leave California weather for Texas heat in the middle of the summer. Baseball is a summer sport. Did you forget? I I would. I would. Nobody wants swamp ass while they're trying to pitch. Come on. They play inside. It's nice and cool there in Texas. Still hot. I'm going to say that uh, I think it's a three-team race. Giants, Dodgers, and the Mariners is sneaky. I mean, you put him and Julio Rodriguez together, mm-hmm. electric. Yep. But he's not going to so, pitch next year, so you're just getting a hitter, which, I mean, is fine. Yeah, he means so, crushes. I, I really think uh, over time he ends up being you know, a closer anyway, kind of like the John Smoltz route. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be bad. So you agree with me? No Mets. No, he's not going to the Mets. Why would he I go to the Mets? Fun. I don't think he would. I'm just saying. Listen, I, I don't know why New York gets so much love, man. Have you? I mean, have you been to that city? I was just there. I'm going in December, what? actually. <laughs> of course you are. Freaking, where's Waldo? What? Why are you going to New York? I've always wanted to see it at Christmas time, so we're gonna go there mm, for a few days, a weekend, time. yeah, and then we're gonna go down to Florida and hit Disney for a couple of days. So just a little, you know, a little getaway. But I've always wanted to—I've never been to New York City, and I've always wanted to see it at Christmas. What? You know, I love Christmas. No, I've never been. Oh my gosh, Chelsea's yeah. been quite a it's few times. It's a great place so. to visit, especially during Christmas. You'll love it. Go yeah, to she's Rock got a Pillow list. Center. Yeah, we're the hotel we're staying at's not far from there. And then mm-hmm. Chelsea's got a whole list. She's been there a couple times. She has a whole list of like food spots we have to hit. I'm excited. See I'll be it there all in November. So, hey, hey. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, I lied. Well, One last since piece. y'all are throwing y'all's trips out there, I plan on going to Target today. <laughs> hey, Target's yeah. a lot of fun. They got some good stuff. Maybe some Home yeah. Depot. I don't know. We'll see where the day takes us. <laughs> Check out. <laughs> you know, if I'm feeling a little frisque, maybe, you know, me and the homeless guy in the corner split a burger at Five Guys. Because <laughs> the way I've been betting, I can't afford the whole thing. Oof. Yeah, it's been rocky. Oh uh, yeah, one last. The target's piece of always exciting because you walk in and like you smell the Starbucks, and then the very next thing is you know, with those little bins you they have in the front, you're always on yeah. milf alert, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, AJ's laughing because he's like, God, John caught me. Yeah, come true. on, we all look at the I, bin I, section. We're like bin clearance section, milf alert. I the just know bin that I get, section. I just get stuck there with my wife, so I know what you're talking about. You know, wow. what are we talking about? It's like a dollar. It's like the it's like the dollar. You know, five dollars and less kind of little area, Doll, little trinkets and yeah, stuff yeah, they yeah. got up there up front. Yeah, we got some cool like Halloween light up things in there a couple weeks ago. Apparently, it's, we're still boycotting Target. So, um, let me know how it is if it's changed at all. Yeah, we did that for a while, and then I went oh, to Walmart. On, are you serious? Yeah, we did that for a little bit, and then I went to Walmart, and I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, went into, to I went into Walmart to go, like, pay a bill real quick through the Western Union, and yeah. I felt like I was in, I was starring in the movie, The Hills Have Eyes, so I was like, yeah, you know, Target can sell their rainbows and Bud Light all they want. I'll go there. Yeah, yeah what's that? Is it Happy Gilmore, where it's the lady in the, in the home, and she's like, Mr. Mr., get me out of here. That's how I felt at Walmart. It's uh, yeah, hey, not good. I, Just uh, put your head down and focus on what you're going going there to get and get out. It's that simple. You see some crazy stuff in Walmart. You do, though, man. Yeah. I mean, nothing what, against anybody who shops at Walmart. It's I wonder cheaper. what's worse: a Walmart in rural Tennessee, <laughs> a Walmart in Virginia, or Missouri. Mm, oh my gosh, I don't know. That's it's a that's a close uh, one. Duh. That's tough, man. It depends on the part of Missouri. All right. There's just depends on where you're going. Yeah. Depends on the part of Tennessee, too. Well, you said rural Tennessee, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Those, but, them's nice folks. So, yeah. They're nice. Uh-oh. Not very nice looking. You can, all, you nice. can always <laughs> judge the Walmart you go in based off of how close it is to your nearest Piggly Wiggly. Mm. Yeah. Are they even Piggly Wigglies around anymore? We've gotten way off topic here, folks. But is there two Piggly Wigglies? Are Nobody's they around? listening. That's all right. Yeah. There's nobody listening. Um, one last piece of baseball news. Braves surpassed 300 home runs. They eye the MLB record for 307 in a season. Do we think they get it? Uh, God, I don't know about that, but I think it's really hard. Again, I would bet the Phillies. I mean, you've lost $7 off of the value. But I would bet the Phillies to win the World Series or win the National League, rather, and then hope you get them in Atlanta so then you can hedge off with Atlanta. But, man, it's going to be really hard for me to envision unless – but anybody can get cold. Remember, playoffs are about – I mean, baseball, like the Padres last year, they got hot at the right time. Um, But if all stays true, I don't know how you beat the Braves. I mean, they got arms for days, and then the way they hit the ball just all the way around. Um, The Braves, I want to think about this before I speak too soon. You think before you speak? This is new. 
The Braves, breaking news here, folks. The Braves are the best team in baseball that I've wow. seen in the last decade. This yeah, year's Braves really team. good. They're better than the Dodger teams. They're better than those Astro teams. I think the Red Sox snuck in there for one World Series. Nat snuck in there. I mean, this Braves team's the best team in the last 10 years. Easily. They're better They're than really that good. Giants and Royals and Mets teams there in 14, 15, 16. Better than that Cubs team. Uh, I'm just trying to think of teams that were in the World Series. Um, yeah, this Braves team, they're, they, they're the best team in the last 10 years in baseball. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams like limping into the playoffs and the Braves are like rip-roaring ready to go. So, I mean, they're going to be tough to stop. I Yeah. It's going to be a tall task. All right, we're going to move on to uh, a little NFL John's Top 10. So, what do you got for us here, Bubba? All right, so this is the top 10, uh, my top 10 list here for the NFL. We're going to do this weekly. This is just my power rankings, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so so top 10, right? And, and top 10 is not where I think they're going to be, but after three weeks, and we'll do this every week, where I feel like they're at right now. So like right now today, where are the teams at? Where where do I see them uh, in relation to the NFL and, and kind of their hierarchy? So number 10, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to make a lot of people mad, but look, Dallas, I can't trust Dak. I can't trust Mike McCarthy that apparently broke his back trying to take the bow Jerry Jones told him he needs to take. <laughs> um, again, let's look at who they play. I mean, you lost to the Cardinals. I don't care, soft spot or no soft spot. And you beat the Giants and Jets. How impressive are you really? I wasn't a believer in Dallas. I think they make the playoffs because the NFC's weak. As week by, by week goes by, you see just how weak that the uh, NFC is. So I'm going to put the Dallas Cowboys number 10. Number nine, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? I said before the season, I liked them. Again, not that they've been impressive, but to gut out that win against Cleveland, I think that's huge. They took care of business at the Raiders. This week, they're on the road to Houston. I fully expect them to take care of business there. And so even though Steelers haven't played well, they're probably going to end this week 3-1. and one. And look, T.J. Watt in that defense is fantastic. Um, they yeah. just Pittsburgh needs to remember to do what we do. And do what we do means we run the football. Okay, They, they just need to stick to running the football. If they can do that, uh, the sky's the limit for them, especially in an NFC North where Cincinnati seems to have came back to reality, right? Um, the, uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens seem to have come back to reality. So that's, that's where I see him. Number eight, a team that's not getting near enough love. And I don't know why, but when you look at the roster, right? I think we got to start giving some credit here. The Green Bay Packers guys. And yeah. they haven't had their best two offensive mm. weapons and their left tackle, who's an all-pro. Yep. That defense is really, really good. It is right? very good. The defense is really good. They still can run the ball with Dylan. Right now, when they get Aaron Jones back, whole new ball game, they got the rookie tight end. You know, Watson, Dobbs, they got pieces. Jordan Love, I'm not saying he's hopped off the paper, but he's done enough and he hasn't made mistakes. He's missed a couple throws and people want to, point that out. I'm like, look at Baker Mayfield. 
right? <laughs> Jordan God. Love, Jordan Love is playing really good football. And how great do the Green Bay Packers got to feel? Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be on that level, but look at where they are. Salary cap, roster, quarterback just going about his business, and look where the Jets ended up. So yeah, when you look sure. at that trade, the Packers have really, really won out on this thing. Uh, and so I got the Green Bay Packers eight. Number seven, the Cleveland Browns. Best defense in the AFC, right? Browns playing really good defense. Deshaun Watson has not looked great, but he's had flashes of being able to get the ball out and go where it needs to go. Now they lost Nick Chubb. I know that's very difficult. It's tough. But Ford has looked good. You Ford's bring Kareem good. Hunt back in that ran just as good as Chubb, right, Chubb? I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know how Kareem Hunt wasn't on a roster. I, I thought, don't understand that either. That was a head scratcher. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, teams were all about signing, and then he was with nobody. But, hey, it's worked out for Cleveland. Now they also got Amari Cooper. Um, they got some weapons there on offense. Uh, and Juco, um, I like Cleveland. Listen, Cleveland's going, and I said this for the season, y'all were like, ah, Deshaun Watson. Cleveland's going to be a problem. The way Stefanski runs that offense, Watson's only got to make a couple plays. Yeah. And he can still scramble and get away. Um, now, he's not the Deshaun Watson of Clemson. He's not the Deshaun Watson uh, pre-massage parlors in Houston. No, he's not. But he's Definitely. not that guy. He's not a top. I mean, because there was, a, I mean, at one point he was a top five quarterback there for about two years. Yeah, he was. He's not that guy. But look, can y'all really argue that he's not? 14th, 15th, best quarterback, 16th. So he's middle yeah, he's of the looking, road. He's looking good right now. I'm middle of the road. And so he can do enough, enough mm -hmm. to get them where they need to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I agree with you. Uh, num number six, the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. The beat keeps on rolling, baby. When you got a, the tenth best quarterback in football, <laughs> oh my god, and that defense, Jared and those Goff weapons. is not the tenth Remember, best quarterback in football. Jamison Williams is going to be back in a couple weeks. The elite uh, rookie or second year now receiver from Alabama. When he did get in last year, you saw electric. This Lions team is only going to get better and better. Now, they could easily drop this game at Green Bay Thursday night. But look, I'll put Detroit sixth and ride with it, right? Number five, again, I really struggled with this between Detroit and Buffalo. But I'm going to go ahead and give Buffalo number five, okay? Um, I don't think their wins are that impressive because it's the Raiders and the Redskins. <laughs> However, the defense has played well since Sean yep. McDermott took it over. I still think, you know, I think when I do this list three weeks from now, Buffalo is going to be well outside the top five, you know, maybe back in eight, nine, 10. That's what I expect. But right now I got to give them their flowers. I'll put them, I'll, I'll put them number five. I think that's fair. You know, is that yeah. fair to you guys? Yeah. I mean, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to drop to eight, nine, 10. I think they're going to still could be pretty competitive. Number four, Philadelphia. I got questions about the secondary. I got questions about the defense. Mm -hmm. Again, Philly hasn't looked overly impressive. They mm -hmm. haven't really went out and beat a good team yet. Um, I want to see how this progresses without the coordinators. Jalen Hurts has did enough to get wins for them, but I'm not a big believer in Philly. Just like uh, Buffalo, I think as the season goes on, Philly might slide a little bit as other teams get better. That's just my opinion. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs defend Super Bowl champions. 
Again, I can't take their win seriously because they haven't beat good teams, but you still got the best quarterback in football. Mm-hmm. You got Travis Kelsey and you got Swifty Nation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they're, I mean, hey, they're, they're say, outnumbering uh, people, if nothing else. Lucky something. Charm action they got going on there. So, yeah. um, and the biggest thing, thing Chris Jones is back. Yeah. There you go. Chris Jones is back. And so, as well as that young defense plays, it's going to look three times better because Chris Jones is one of the three best defensive linemen in football. Yeah. Now, hey, uh, Trent McDuffie, highest rated cornerback in the league through the first three weeks for the Chiefs. Here so, we here we go. Right. Yeah, him, McDuffie, Snead. They got good talent. That team's just a whole lot better when you got Chris Jones on the defensive line. So, this is the best defense Pat Mahomes ever had, has ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, I still don't know if. The Chiefs can get it done later in the year with those receivers. I mean, when you're going to battle with Sky Moore, Scantling, and Alligator Arms Tony, <laughs> I got questions. I, I got think questions. it will get better though, right? Like, well, as- it has to because it can't get any worse. Number two, the Miami Dolphins—they've been electric with Tua. Uh, look, I said if Tua could stay healthy, they're the number one team, or they're going to be the number one team in the AFC. Uh, that he would be an MVP candidate and that they would be easily make the AFC Championship game if Tua could stay healthy. So far, he's healthy. The Dolphins are rolling. McDaniels did a great job. I think the un- the unquestioned thing, and people aren't talking enough about and it'll show itself later in the year, is bringing in Vic Fangio to be the D coordinator. And they don't even have Ramsey and back. So Miami is nope. going to be a problem if Tua can stay healthy. Number one, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, Miami should be number one. or Oh, Philly should be number one. Or, oh, Kansas City should be number one. You know, Buffalo Nation, they always think they should be number one. Number one's got to be San Francisco. Has to be. Brock Purdy is, I get it, he's not a top 10 quote-unquote quarterback, but he's played mistake-free football. Yes. Christian McCaffrey needs to get more chatter about him being the MVP. Absolutely. The season he's putting up so far is incredible. They got weapons for days with Kittle, Ayuk, Debo Samuel. You know, they got guys coming off like Rice out of nowhere. And that defense, man, is just hard-nosed. They got the second-best play caller in football and Kyle Shanahan. I really, really like San Francisco. If they can stay healthy, because that's been their problem, right? And I guess that you can say that about any team. But if they stay healthy, I think San Francisco is going to be a really hard out. Uh, and again, before the year, I said, all right, San Francisco would either play Detroit or Minnesota in the NFC championship game, Minnesota, not like I so good right now, but <laughs> San Francisco is going to be there and San Francisco is going to probably be in Vegas at the Super Bowl in February. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. So that San ranks Francisco my top 10. Really so what do you think? What do you think about the top 10? Well, Where do you have issues? Where do you have holes? I just wanted to point out, but, uh, teams you brought in that aren't conventionally in the top 10 right now, as far as other rankings, Pittsburgh. Brought in the Lions yeah. and the Packers into the top ten. Yeah, who's everybody else got? Green Bay. Uh-huh, I'll get there. Green Bay probably being ranked the lowest that you're bringing into the top ten. Who you left out in their place was the Bengals, the Chargers, <laughs> nope. and the Ravens. All three of those teams, people have them in their top ten power rankings. I wouldn't say all, but I'm just looking at some of the conventional kind of uh, uh, rankings that that are out there right now. Yeah, I don't yeah, agree it, with the Chargers. I don't agree with the Bengals. Ravens, you can make a case well, on the back end of that top ten. You would agree with the Chargers? No, I said I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree oh, with the Chargers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I wouldn't agree with the Bengals. I think you could make a case 
in the back end of that top ten to to put the Ravens. They've looked pretty good. Like I said, it's no. been a, it's been a really weird start to the NFL season. I think a lot of teams have sputtered out of the gate. So at, listen, yeah. if you're going to base rankings off potential, and that's what everybody does, everybody's like, well. You can't leave Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson out of the top 10. This isn't a who's a better quarterback. These are teams, right? If it was about quarterback, the quarterback ranking, and don't get me wrong, you need an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl these days, unless you're San Francisco, I think. Um, But look, Dan Marino would have been in the Super Bowl every year. He was in one his rookie year, right? Like Dan Marino doesn't get enough credit for being how great he really was. Okay, so uh, quarterback means nothing. The The Los Angeles Chargers, if I was to go 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, the Chargers and the Bengals aren't even in the top 15. Now, Baltimore, I'd Jeez. probably put them there. But mm-hmm. they're not, what have they showed you to put them in the top 15? Because if I just went 11 to 15, let's just do the exercise. Would you put the Bengals, Chargers, or Ravens ahead of Seattle? No, I wouldn't. Not right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So fair enough. We're not going to put them ahead of Seattle. Cool. Are we going to put them ahead of um, Minnesota? Well, yeah, Minnesota's over three. Can't do that. Uh, are you? Are it's, a, it's like you said. They could be three and zero. They have a great roster. They have Kirk Cousins, who's not playing bad. He's been playing great. No, Kirk just, Cousins has been playing great. He just they're going to get everybody. Killed. Everybody beats him up like it's all his fault. It just drives me insane. And then, well, let's finish. He's this got like together. a one hundred eight quarterback rating. He's thrown eight touchdowns and two picks. I, know, I mean, eleven hundred like, oh, yards he, in three games. He's getting crushed. What do you, I mean, whatever. He's been right. sacked nine times. So Seattle number 11. Do you think the Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, the way they're playing, are better than New Orleans right now? No. Okay, so New Orleans is 12. Here's where I put Baltimore in. I probably put Baltimore in the 13th hole. Okay? So now you got Cincinnati. We've got 13. We still haven't touched Cincinnati or the Chargers. And again, now we're at the point you just pull out of that group, whoever. So Bengals, Chargers, I'd still put the Jags in that group, right? Um, I think you need to look at, okay, are New England Patriots in that group? New England, yeah. You know what I mean? They could Uh, easily, they are another team that could easily be 3-0. Could easily be 3-0, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the Rams, I mean, the way they've played, I mean, are we that convinced the Bengals are that much better than the Rams right now? So people that put those in there, AJ, they're putting in quarterbacks, not how the teams are like those teams. Yeah. Yeah. Those teams, Bengals, chargers, Ravens, you know, nothing I'm talking about through three weeks, not where they're going to be the end of the year. It's a weekly power rankings. You know, absolutely nothing about football. If you think any of those three teams are better than green Bay or Pittsburgh, at week four, week seven, maybe week six, who knows? Not going into week four. They're not. Yeah. Here's a, here's a fun exercise. How, what's your bottom three? My bottom three in the NFL right now. Uh, I would put the Chicago bears. Number one. I mean, look, oh, you've yeah, lost, really well, you lost 14, 15 in a row. I don't even know how you lose that many games in a row in the NFL. Like I, I got to really try. I cannot games in a row. 
I cannot. 13. 13. 13. Is it 13? I knew it was like 13, 14, 15. 13 after the Chiefs, I think. I mean, so how you lose that many games in a row over the course of two years. I, I, again, that's just, that's uber impressive. (laughs) That's just impressive in the worst way. Uber impressive. Um, and then the, the second worst team I would probably put is, um, even though they've been competitive, um, the fact that they're owing three and they've been in every ball game, but they're just, you know, now they got young hurt. I'd probably put the Panthers as much as it pains me to say that. Yeah. Um, cause they've just, they just haven't, like I said, they were in the game against the saints. They roared back and almost had Seattle. So they've been competitive, but they're just not, just not a good football team right now. Or do Again, you still stand by your young going to be in the top 15 quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to get off of it now. <laughs> I'm not going to get off of it Just now. wanted to get a little check in there, make sure nope, we were still. Nope. I am Thanks. like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. Just like right. in my faith, <laughs> not only in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but in Bryce Young. Bryce Young, yeah, we trust. Yes. In Bryce, in Bryce I trust. Um, and, then, and then the Jets. No, and then number three, I'm going to put the uh, my third lowest. I would still put the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not yeah. going to get enamored by beating a. You don't think the Cardinals are good... better than the Jets right now? Yeah, they are. Or, or the Jets are better than the Cardinals. They are. I mean, I'm not here. Was Listen, Wilson? the Jets aren't a bad football team. They they have a great defense. They have a bad quarterback. Top five, six wide receiver. And look, though Zach Wilson hasn't looked great, let's be honest. I don't I don't know what Zach Wilson is. Like, I never thought he should be that high. I didn't think of him as an NFL starter. But let's just go off of this, right? Does that team look any different with Trevor Simeon or if they had brought in Carson Wentz? If Kenny Pickett's no, back there. If Deshaun Watson's back there, it's the offensive line is not yeah, helping the situation. That's why I'm saying like they're really bad. And don't I mean, what if Tua was on the Jets? He he'd already be on the IR. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or Tua Mac Jones, who's looked you know Mac Jones is quietly putting together a fantastic season. He'd be dead meat behind that line. A lot, I mean, a lot of I mean, would be. So, I mean, even Mahomes, his numbers would be cut in half behind that line. I mean, at least he's able to get away. But, like, again, you are going to laugh at me. You know, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, two guys that are top 10 quarterbacks, they wouldn't be top 10 behind that line. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be top 10 behind I that line. i give you Kirk Cousins. Jared Goff is not you know, top 10. The only – I tell you what, this whole Jets thing – they made the wrong move. The right move would have been as soon as Lamar said, I'm not happy. That's when the jets should have swooped in. Yeah. Cause they knew the line they had. Lamar is way younger than Rogers. I'm not saying he's better than Aaron Rogers, but you, were, uh, that was the move hindsight. 2020. If, if Joe Douglas gets fired, the GM, he's going to look back and say, yeah, I went all in for Aaron. Should have went all in for Lamar. You know what I mean? Because you could have hired a good offensive coordinator. Here's the other thing. When you talk about Zach Wilson, okay, 
Nathaniel Hackett is is give, is doing him no favors. I mean, no. You have Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, and you're not running the ball at all. You continue to drop back and pass. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, man, his numbers have been atrocious with them. Yeah, I was like, so shocked. And as bad as things have looked, they almost caught the hail mary to beat the Patriots. Yeah. So, like, let's not just uh, look. I'm not saying Zach Wilson's good. I'm not going to sit here and claim, but. Yeah. I don't think he's as hot garbage as everybody makes him out to be because I don't know because he's he's handicapped. He's a young right. kid who's been through a lot. Some of it he's brought on himself. He's in New York, which is like the worst media. He was drafted number two, and no way he should have ever been drafted number two. No. Not his fault. You're behind one of the three worst offensive lines in football, and Easily. you've got the worst. You have the worst the worst, most unqualified offensive coordinator in NFL history. You got a guy that his only job was running to refill Rogers Kawasaki Awasaki. <laughs> I mean, he looks at the play sheet and he's probably like, what are these? X's so what you're those? saying is you would rather have mm -hmm. Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator. Absolutely. Than Daniel <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wanted to clear that up. And he sucks too at offensive coordinator. Not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, look, I could call plays better. It, it would be real easy. Your daughter could here. probably call plays better. Listen, do you guys think Mark Sanchez was an elite NFL quarterback? No. Okay. So, if you remember Matt, Mark Sanchez, those Jets teams with Rex Ryan and that defense and running the ball with Curtis Martin, we're in the playoffs and we're in a couple AFC championship games. Were they not? At least one. But they were like right there. They were battling Pittsburgh and the Colts there when they had Manning, and so they were, they were going in the toe AFC to championship game. Oh yeah, they were going toe to toe with Peyton Manning's Colts teams and Roethlisberger's Steelers teams, and staying with them and had chances to beat them with Mark Sanchez. Yeah. With Mark Sanchez, are you going to tell me Mark Sanchez is light years better than Zach Wilson? And by the way, Mark Sanchez. Kudos to him. He's a great announcer, and he does a really good job for Fox Sports. I love listening to Mark Sanchez. But, like, there's a recipe. He actually said this yesterday when I was listening to him. Every team has a recipe of how they can win. Every team. Yeah. Look at what look at what the Cardinals just did. They ran the football down Dallas's throat. There's a recipe. Now, it's just a matter of, is the coaching staff and the leaders of the team disciplined enough to stick with that recipe. Mm. The New York Jets, you want to make Zach Wilson look better? You run the football 40 times a game and let that top three defense in the league eat. That's what you do. And when, and when Zach Wilson does get to throw the ball, it's play action and you have one read and you have one read only. You throw it to 17. And if it gets picked, it gets picked. But that's the guy you throw to. Yeah. And you'll start to see the game open up. You move the pocket for him, right? Why do you have him stand? Look, folks, let's not kid ourselves. Aaron Rodgers without a torn Achilles would be beat like a rag doll, too. I mean. Yeah, he'd, he'd still be hurt. I mean, not I mean, an Achilles, but. Can we be honest with ourselves? Do we think the Jets would have won these last two games with Rodgers? No, he'd been run for his life. Against Dallas and New England, like, 
I mean, he's way better than Zach Wilson. I'm not saying that, but can you guys be like, well, John, if Rogers was there, they'd be two and one or three and oh, I can't say that. So Zach Wilson is getting a lot of heat, but I'm sorry. This is on Hackett. And honestly, this is on Salah for allowing this to continue. Listen, somebody's got to do something about the play calling. When Brace Hall runs the ball eight times, I got issues. He has 16 carries in two games. The Jets need to milk the clock, run the ball 40 times, and play defense just like they did with those Rex Ryan teams and Mark Sanchez that were in the playoffs every year. There's a recipe. The Jets just don't want to do it because they have the worst offensive coordinator in NFL history. He's really bad. Man, the Jets, and when you talked about it a little bit uh, on the last episode, they're kind of married to him now, and I'm sure they wish that they weren't. Like They brought him in to get Rodgers, and now that Rodgers is out, they're stuck with Hackett. That's just a tough spot. I move off. If the play calling is no better this week, I move off of him. And if that costs me Aaron Rodgers coming back, it's okay because I'm going to have a top 10 pick, and there's seven quarterbacks in the draft this year probably that I can go get one. I need a tackle, and I need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're going to jump into the segment we debuted, um, what, last week? The uh, John's Hit the Shower. We got to find a new name for this, man. Hit the Shower is just... Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. You're but uh, you're hit the shower list. What do you got? Number five. Look, I don't think they should be on there, but number five, we're going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. You're 0-3. You desperately need a win. You're playing another 0-3 team, Carolina. Sneaky spot, sneaky line, lane three and a half. But the Minnesota Vikings, look, for the love of God, would y'all protect Kirk Cousins? I'm tired of people bashing Kirk Cousins. He's a really good quarterback. Ask... Uh, out of outside of nine teams in the league, eight teams, everybody would take him. Please protect him. But Minnesota, you got to get a win here. You can't go to 0-4. The season really is done. So the whole Minnesota Vikings team is on notice. And look, if they do go to 0-4, I already think Kirk's not coming back next week or next year for the Vikings because of his contract expiring. Justin Jefferson, do not get in a Barry Sanders situation or a Calvin Johnson where you spend your whole career with a team that can't make it go somewhere else, you can get paid anywhere. Number four, I thought about putting Zach Wilson, but I said, look, I don't believe this is on Zach Wilson. Number four, Robert Salah, Joe Douglas, and Nathaniel Hackett, the three stooges. The Jets hierarchy has got to put him in a position to be successful this week. Okay. They got to do it. They got to run the football. We just talked about number four is the Jets coaching staff. Now, it's prison shower time. We know what happens when you drop the soap in the prison shower. Number three. Uh, how was your shower? Oh, I tell you, Brian, all the rumors about dropping the soap are true. <laughs> you got that right. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Right? You get up there at the mic and talk about haters. What are you even talking about, you buffoon? You know, all the haters. We got No, we just want to see you play whatever. And let me tell you something. All of, of media... Gave him a free pass Monday. Nobody blew that guy up, and it pissed me off. That guy gets more love and is the most overrated, coddled quarterback in the history of the NFL. The guy sucks. I don't understand. I would put Cooper Rush in right now. At least I could win ballgames. 
He can't throw. He can't throw. He can't find open people. Uh-uh. He, I mean, he had chances against the Cardinals. The guy stinks. Listen, you need to come back, Dak, and have a great, great game, but it's going to be tough. You got Bill Belichick in that defense. If you are what everybody tells me you are, go out against New England, put up 30 points, don't throw any picks, complete 70% of your passes, and look like the quarterback everybody tells me or tries to paint to me that you are. Because I'm tired, sick and tired of hearing how you're a top six, seven, top 10 quarterback. I tell you what, you're nowhere near a top 15 quarterback. If you are, show it this week. Number two, these guys, listen, this is like you dropped the soap and you bent over and fell down on all fours in the prison shower. (laughs) Justin Fields and Matt Eberflus, you've lost 13 in a row, right? If you drop it this week, the next time your family visits you in prison, you talk like this, like a box house. That's how bad you're in the prison shower right now. (laughs) Fields, Eberflus, if y'all lose this week, Chicago Bears, somebody's got to go. Matt Eberflus has got to go. I don't care if Justin Fields wasn't his guy. I don't care if he didn't draft him. Again, if you go 14 straight losses in the NFL, I don't know what the record is. We need to look that up. I'm sorry. You're destined for the showers. Number one. All right. Russell Wilson was up there last week. Unfortunately, he got both hands pulled on the Jerry curl, you know, kind of a little backwards. You know, y'all get the position. Yeah. I'm probably pointing out. Right. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Not not only is he laying on the prison shower floor naked and afraid, but now he's in a full holding position with Sean Payton. You're there too. Look, Sean Payton, all you told me, right? And I like Sean Payton, but all I heard was how Nathaniel Haggett was a train wreck. All I heard was how poorly the Denver Broncos were run. All I heard was how Russ wasn't put in a good position. All I heard was your Super Bowl run with the Saints and how you're a great mind and you're the biggest Bill Parcells disciple outside of Belichick and you're this great coach. And I believe you are. But look, you need to get it together. The fact he didn't fire the defensive coordinator, I lost a little bit of respect for him. I'm sorry, I would have fired him. I would have picked up the phone. I would have told Rex Ryan, hey, I should have brought you in in the beginning. Sorry, we're starting it now. I'll see you tomorrow. This, the Denver Broncos can ill afford, and and as fate would have it, number one and number two play each other this week, Broncos and Bears. Whoever loses this game (laughs) is going to be known as the prison four-legged dog. They're going to be the biggest hoe in prison if they lose this week. Man, I tell you what. That's my uh, top five hit the shower, top three being prison shower. Don't drop the soap. What a tough game to watch, the Bears and Broncos. All right, a couple things on this. Um, obviously, Minnesota train wreck. Uh, I sadly, I do not. I agree with you. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be a Viking next year. Where do we see him going? Just really quick. Where? I think Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I think Dallas. Are they going to move off Dak though? If you don't move off Dak, I I don't know. Listen, that roster's too good, man. You can't. You, there's only so much salary cap. AJ's talked about this before with the cap. He talks about it all the time with the Titans, mainly because they don't spend any money. Um, <laughs> but weak when they walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that Dallas roster, this is what I will agree with everybody. That Dallas defense is top five, and that mm-hmm. roster, the roster is top ten. I don't know how much longer it's got to go for you to think that he can get you, forget a Super Bowl, even get you in an NFC championship game and be competitive in that game. Yeah. Like after a certain period, like it's just got to be like, hey, man, you're a really nice guy, which I think he is. Look, Dak Prescott is the man of the year. Yeah. Right. NFL man of the year. He won that award. Dak Prescott is such a nice guy. He's such a great human being. I'm sure he's a great lot, but listen, like there comes a point. Um, uh, it's show biz, not show friends. And he just will never be able to get it done. He hasn't showed it to me. I mean, he had, I, I, everybody gets these one good years and just holds on to him and holds on to him and holds. Yeah. I mean, if I hear Lamar Jackson, well, you know, the former MVP, that was like three years ago. I mean, in the NFL, that's an eternity. The lifespan of an NFL player is like three and a half years. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I just think people have to be honest with themselves. And when you have a roster like that, I mean, we're not talking about, you know, this is what drives me nuts with the Redskins. I think they got a top 10 roster in the league easily, especially on defense. Yeah, their defense is really good. They just continue to try to patchwork the offensive line or the, sorry, they continuously try to patchwork the quarterback position. Yeah. I've seen them do it. And you know, yeah, they patchworked it during the Gibbs years and won two Super Bowls. But even since 91, all I've seen other than drafting Heath Schuler and drafting RG three, um, all I've seen is patchwork after patchwork after patchwork. Yeah. I mean, at some point in time, you got to say, if I'm serious about winning a Super Bowl, I mean, serious, you got to have a quarterback that can show up in big games. Like I said, Purdy ain't a top 10 quarterback, but he shows up, you know, and now I'm like, I wonder what happens if he doesn't get hurt in that Eagles game in the NFC championship game last year. Yeah. Hard to say, really. Other teams that look interesting, uh, we've talked about the Commanders before, Chop. I think you brought that up, him going back there. Buccaneers, I think, is interesting. Um, yeah. Raiders. the Bucs are going to lose some pieces, though. I, mm-hmm. you, there's a good one, the Raiders. Raiders and Jets, yeah. of course, we've talked about that one, too. They need to yeah, they Jets, have an offensive Jets line. Jets isn't good. They can't, they can't protect him. Um, or Broncos. Next year, hey Broncos ah. could be a that could be a sneaky spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Broncos that could be could a good be spot. Good. My other thing. What about New England? Shot. What about New England? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe if Mac Jones keeps playing the way he's playing, then I don't know if they're gonna. But but he's a free agent. Maybe Mac Jones says, "You know what? I I I hmm. want to go somewhere else." Hey, yeah, maybe, maybe Mac Jones to New England, or sorry, Mac Jones to Denver. Yeah, there you go. That's not a bad spot. Let me ask you this. Ah, social media is going to destroy me on this one. Yeah, they usually do. Would, would you rather have Mac Jones or Dak Prescott? Mac Jones. Yeah. Much rather have I Mac mean, Jones. outside of being Mac. able to scramble and run, which I think would help Dak if he did that more, I think Mac Jones has the better arm. Yeah. My other question out of your hit the shower list would be, 
you know, we talked about this a little bit last year and, and we joked about it just a second ago, Cooper Rush, but man, that Dallas offense looked a lot better with Cooper Rush at quarterback than it does with Dak Prescott. I don't know if it was the scheme. I don't know if it was the game plan. Well, they, but they were, oh, Cooper Rush looked pretty good. Yeah. They were they committed to running the ball. Uh, you know, the tight ends have dropped a couple passes, you know, Schultz, you know, listen it, it, again. And that's the thing. If you're going to pay a quarterback big, big money, you're going to have to do more with a whole lot less. Right. And just use your team, the chiefs chop. I mean, you're, yeah, they got Kelsey, but take Kelsey out of the mix. Cause Kelsey's really only got three, maybe four years left. Maybe. Right. Uh, um, he takes pretty good care of his body. To, he might get well, no, five out to of be it. at an elite level. Remember, Gronk was still effective, but he wasn't elite there at Tampa. I mean, Tony and, and, Gonzalez was still tearing well, it up at 40. Travis Kelsey doesn't have Tony Gonzalez's athleticism nor his body. I mean, yeah. Tony Gonzalez is still more ripped and more better physical shape than Travis Kelsey. And I love Travis Kelsey, but Tony Gonzalez is a monster, dude. I mean, that guy looks like know. the incredible now Hulk over there. Now, now Kelsey's got Taylor Swift in his corner though. So maybe yeah, so he's not I mean, he'll get a lot of cardio in, but as far as like weightlifting, I don't know about all that stuff. But well, I mean, maybe she maybe she keeps him young and healthy and he rolls on to he's like forty. No nah, it's gonna be like He's only thirty three. I actually had the realization the other day riding the car Kelsey was looking up the how old Travis Kelsey was. I'm older than Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you're gonna see uh Travis, tough. Travis Kelsey is gonna be uh he'll be in the he'll be the next total T uh <laughs> Total T customer. <laughs> yeah, keeping up with sign up now for eugenics. Yeah. Yeah. But but um yeah, just going back to that, I mean look at the Chiefs. Now you gotta you gotta try to get it done with Scantling and Tony, Alligator Arms Tony and Sky Moore and Justin Do you think Ross they make any has, type of move? Is there anybody they could go? No, there's nobody grab. to go get. And Justin <laughs> Ross with one kneecap. So, like, if you give Dell, if you give Dak a bag, just know, outside of CD Lamb, that's all you're gonna have is those kind of guys, like what Mahomes is playing with now. So, no, I'm not. Listen, I, I've said this and said this and said this, and I'll keep saying it. If I don't have one of those top six or seven guys, I'm drafting a quarterback every year. And I'm spent I think San Francisco has it has the formula. If I don't have Mahomes or Burrow or Josh Allen, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No, I agree with that. I agree with it. All right. So let's jump into a little college breakdown. Uh, I thought I would just go through the uh, top 25 teams playing this week. John, you can, of course, add any other little extras that you have, but we'll start with the top 25. So uh, Friday, obviously, Utah at Oregon State. Uh, the line, I can see Oregon State minus three and a half at home. That's actually going to be a really good game. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, yeah, Utah's won seven of the last 10 versus Oregon State, but Oregon State won their last home game against Utah 42-34 back in 2021. Beavers four and six ATS against Utah. Uh, last week, Utah gets the win 14 7 over UCLA at home, but that wasn't very impressive at all, I didn't think. Uh, and then, of course, we had Washington State plus the points. They went outright against Oregon State. 
I like Oregon State in this. Uh, I would take a money line minus the dollar sixty to get this done. So we'll jump to the next one here. Uh, Saturday, looking at this, um, you have Penn State at Northwestern. Penn State laying twenty seven on the road. I mean, it is Northwestern, so yeah. I mean, good. Northwestern they're going to be too busy. Speaking of soap and showers, doing a bunch of hazing stuff. So I want no parts of that. <laughs> ah, too soon. Oh, too soon, my bad. Still too soon. Um, Then you have USC at Colorado. USC minus 21 and a half on the road. Yeah, this touched 24 at one time. Uh, Right now, 21 and a half, you're spot on, Choppy. 69% of the bets on USC, 65% of the money here on Wednesday morning. Uh, Colorado, 31% of tickets, 35% of the money. Uh, I actually hear, I, I like Colorado to get the cover. I like US, them to have a bounce back. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think USC wins this by 14 to 17 points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, this cover could be a sweated out, you know, get a cheap touchdown late. But I just like USC here uh, to get the win, but not to cover. I think, like you said, Colorado will bounce back. Big noon kickoff is back in Colorado. They're home away from home. Um, <laughs> and so I like Colorado. Their defense, now this is going to be a track meet. I I see this game being 45-31, right? You think in the altitude, though, or do you think that slows it down a little 48-34, no, that ball's going to – look, Caleb Williams and Shador Sanders, that ball's going to be all over the yard. Yeah. Those two def- – because that's USC's weakness. Their defense isn't good at either. No. Okay. When does Travis Hunter come back? Is he coming back this year? Uh, No, he mm-hmm. won't be back this week. He wanted to come back. Deion said, no, you're not ready. No. But he's not out. For, yep. He wasn't out for the season or anything. No, no, he, no. Uh, he'll be back. He'll probably he's be out this week, week, and he'll probably be out one more. I think Dion's standing pat on the. You're not going to come back until you're completely healthy. And you were right, AJ. Lacerated liver for Travis Hunter. Um. So you. Yeah, can't not a fun injury. Can't feel that's, good. That's going to hurt a little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. I know. I like Colorado to get right here at home. Um, and have a little bounce back. USC wins this game, but I think Colorado can keep it within two scores. I do. Yeah, agree. Uh, we'll jump to the next one. Uh, Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky minus one at home. Call me crazy. I like Kentucky here at home. Well, look, the offenses are Florida three and one, Kentucky four and oh. Uh, Florida ranked 22. They're ranked ahead of Kentucky. I guess that's based off of the Tennessee win. Uh, Florida putting up 412 yards of offense compared to Kentucky 396 right there with them. Uh, Kentucky gives about 50 yards more on defense, 293 compared to Florida's 244. Graham Mertz, quarterback of Florida. I give him a hard time, but look, 951 yards, four tubs and a pick. Devin Leary, the transfer from NC State for Kentucky. Kentucky's got a load of transfers. They, Stoops really hit the transfer portal and has did a nice job. 1,060 yards, nine TDs, but five picks. Leary can't be throwing picks, right? That Florida defense has got a lot of speed. If I'm Florida, I keep it on the ground against Kentucky's defense with ETN. Try to run the ball. Try to shorten the game as much as possible. Head-to-head, Florida 7-3 and three the last 10. But Kentucky uh has won three of the last five and Kentucky's won the last two games. So uh in the last six meetings, Kentucky five wins, zero losses, one push against the spread. Gimme Kentucky here, short uh favored minus one. 
Yeah, I really like Kentucky in this game. Uh, so the next one, uh, Georgia at Auburn. Georgia minus Georgia. 14 and a half on the road. Call me crazy. I like Auburn in this game. At home, I, I like them to cover the 14 and a half. Uh, you know, I looked at that. Just getting the updated line here. I'm not a huge believer in Georgia at this point. Look, they haven't I mean, really played anyone. Um, they were a nail biter with South Carolina. Um, I just, I think yeah, a lot of people have, I mean, I don't know, man, Auburn just the way I saw Auburn play at Cal, which you were up front and personal chop. Yep. And I know they won the game, but tough Cal's, game. Cal's not any good. They're yeah. terrible. They're terrible. And Auburn's offense is just quarterback play has been not disgusting. Yeah. So like the one thing Georgia does have that hasn't changed is that defense. The offense may not be the same, but that defense, I mean, they're just moving players in and out with that Kirby smart defense. I just, uh, I mean, I'll probably stay away from the game. You know, I do like, I do like that many points. Um, However, I'm not sure I want to step in front of Georgia. No, I got you. All right. Uh, next, Michigan at Nebraska. Michigan minus 17 on the road. Uh, we know Nebraska, not very good. Um, yeah, I mean, Michigan wins this game. I have no idea by how much, but I don't think it's really close. Nebraska yeah, just, they got a lot to work on. DraftKings, uh, and Circa both have it at uh, Nebraska plus 17 and a half. It, it did touch 18. I think it'll get back to 18. Uh, 82% of the bets on Michigan, 67% of the money. Only 18% of the bets on the Cornhuskers. 33% of the money here. Matt Rule and Jim Harbaugh uh, locking up two ex-NFL head coaches. Uh, Nebraska's defense, what I will give them is their defense is really tough. They've played really good defense. Michigan really sputtered against Rutgers, but got it going late. I think now with Harbaugh back, you're going to see that offense really start to click. Um, I still wouldn't, I'm not saying, I mean, I can't take Nebraska every time I think No, we are not. But I'm not laying it with Michigan. Not on the road, not, uh, you know, I just, I don't think the spot's very good to be late. Michigan's got to get on a little bit more of a roll. And remember how Michigan plays. They run the ball and play de- like they're not this quick strike offense either. Not saying they don't have that capability. They just haven't been playing that way. It's been very ball controlled, very hardball like, like with uh, Stanford and like with San Francisco, run the ball and great defense, milk the clock down, really kind of like a python, wrap yourself around the opposition and choke them out. So no. it's not like Michigan, you know, throw up all these points unless they're breaking big runs. So, if I had to play the game, I would actually probably lean Cornhuskers, but I just don't want any parts of it. No, I got you. And then I would agree, Nebraska. I mean, defensively, they've looked decent. Offensively, though, really struggling. Uh, their quarterback actually leads in passing yards and rushing yards. Not very good, though. A uh, quarterback on the season, 24 of 47 for 278 yards and four touchdowns. Not really where you want to be four games into the season. And then 42 carries, 272 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground for the quarterback. So when your quarterback is doing it through the air and on the ground and not very well, yeah, offense really going to struggle. Um, look at the next one here. This, I think, 
I think this is going to be a really sneaky game. These two teams tend to play each other very close. Uh, Kansas at Texas. The line that I can see right now, Texas minus 16 and a half. We all know I do not like Kansas. However, in this spot, that's a lot of points for two teams that, that are usually pretty competitive against one another. Yeah, number thirteen or number three Kansas rather against or number three Texas hosts uh, number twenty four Kansas. Both of them four and zero. Oh. Um, this is the first time ever these two teams have played when both of them are ranked. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Texas eight and two straight up head to head, but Kansas seven and three against the spread. The last ten times they've met Texas, uh, your over under is five and five. Last year, though, Texas boat raced Kansas at Kansas. Remember, Daniels got hurt. Uh, yep, Texas won that game 55-14, never in doubt. Um, offensive numbers, they're pretty pretty comparable. Kansas, 463.2 yards per game. Texas, 432.8 points per game. Defensively, two really good defenses. Um, Kansas, 296.8 yards allowed. Texas, 298.5. Uh, Kansas rushes the ball for 218 yards a game. Texas 155. I think Kansas is really going to try to get Daniels out of the pocket running and, uh, and hit that running game. Kansas has hit the over five of the last six games on the road, but Texas has only hit the over one of their last six home games. Um, you know, Texas all time, 17 and four straight up versus Kansas nine and one at home. The only win Kansas has ever had, again, two years ago in Austin, in that thriller, you remember this one, Chop, 57-56 in overtime. Listen, I love the spot for Kansas here. Okay, Uh, 17, 17 and a half. I'd at least make sure I get 17. Not just because of how Kansas 7-3 and against the spread against them. Two years, I know they got boat race last year, but Daniels got hurt. Yeah, it was, Um, but last time they were in Austin, they won this game by a point in overtime. I mean, 57, 56, but here's the other reason. What's Texas's biggest game on their schedule to determine their college football playoff destiny? Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, the red river shootout, right? That game's next week. So yeah, I think it's a great spot for Kansas. Give me Kansas. Uh, I'm going to put it 17 and a half. Uh, I think it comes back to 17, but give me the 17 and a half with the rock chalk Jayhawk. All right. All right. The next one here, we'll look at, um, Missouri rank number 23 at Vandy, Missouri minus 13 on the road. Vandy. Not very good. I can't, I can't take Vanderbilt, uh, just because they've screwed me twice. They should have covered that game last week at home against Kentucky. Um, so just based off principle, I'm like, oh, I can't put myself through that again. However, Missouri has absolutely no business laying 13 points on the road uh, to no, anybody. I that. So I, that. I don't know why you would play this game, but uh, there's no way I'm laying 13. Give me Vandy plus the 13 points. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm definitely not betting it. That's for sure. Um, All right. Notre Dame at Duke. Notre Dame minus five and a half on the road. I think this is going to be a good game. Duke has looked really, really good. Uh, I do think, though, Notre Dame bounces back here after a tough Ohio State loss and gets a a pretty good win against Duke. 
Well, win and cover are always two different things, right? I, I, I do think Notre Dame should be able to bounce back. Notre Dame ranked number 11th, 4-1. and one. Duke, number 17, 4-0. Oh. The first time ever, give it up to Duke and Durham. Usually this is a basketball thing, but this is the first time college game day will be there for a football game. So, howdy ho, hey, Blue yo, Devils. There, there we go. go. There we All go. Right. Very uh, nice. Look, Notre Dame, number 18, uh, best scoring offense in the country at 39.6 points per game. Notre Dame's defense, we know how good it is when Marcus Freeman doesn't Oof. screw it up and play with 10 guys. Uh, number 15 in the nation, 12.8 points per game. But look, Duke, 28th best offense. And does that number 15 Notre Dame defense at 12.8 points per game, does that defense impress you, Chop? Does the Notre Dame defense impress yeah. me? It does. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, then you got to be impressed with the Blue Devils because they are the number fourth ranked defense in the whole country. 8.8 points per game. Woo, buddy. Beat up Clemson at home. Uh, quarterback Riley Leonard. Sam Hartman, uh, when he was with Wake Forest, one and one versus the Dukies. Lost his only meeting at Duke. Uh, Duke, two and five all time versus Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame gets the win, but I got to tell you, five and a half is really no man's land. It is. That's tough. It's really no man's land. I don't want any parts of the game. Um, but look, I think, uh, I think Duke's going to give them all they can handle. I mean, Notre Dame, how do you rebound knowing that your college football playoff dreams ended because your coach knew you only had 10 players and did nothing about it? Yeah. How do they respond? Do you, think, do you think even if they beat Clemson and USC, it's over? They're not getting in the yes, playoffs? Yes, it's over. Clemson is not a good win now. But they USC already got two losses. The Clemson's not a good win. And the committee already tells you what they think about USC. USC's blowing people out. They keep dropping them in the standings. Yeah. So, yeah, Notre Dame's season is over. I mean, they, they can get a New Year's Six game, but as far as college playoff, it ended at the hands of of Marcus Freeman. Yeah. I have to agree with you. I can't argue it. it yeah. They should have. He ruined what could have been the greatest Notre Dame season since like 81. You ruined it. Strangled it. Destroyed it. could have actually won it all this year? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And he ruined it. Defense and knew he ruined good. it. He knew there was 10 players on the field. I yeah. didn't want to risk a penalty. Why, dude? There's seven seconds. I mean another inch yep. the ball is going to be moved half the distance of the goal it's already on the one a half yard line i mean it, yeah you know what i mean yeah it's true so no, i agree with yeah you. ruined I'm, it and so i don't know they should have won that game by 10 i don't it, know how the players respond and let me tell you something duke knows sam hartman they've seen him yeah right so uh you know I tell you what, I'm trying to make a case for Duke here. If I was getting seven, I mean, I'm not going to spend that juice to get up. But if this line creeps to like six and a half, which I don't think it will, um, look, I, I think Duke stays within a score here. I really, really do. Okay. All right. All right. We'll go to the next one here. LSU at Ole Miss. LSU minus two and a half on the road. Obviously, Ole Miss coming off that tough loss with Alabama. Um, this should be a really good game though. I'm excited for this one. This is one I will watch. Look, LSU laying two and a half. It stayed there the whole time. Choppy hadn't moved, but 83% of the tickets, 78% of the money on, uh, 
the Tigers. 17% of tickets, only 22% on Ole Miss. All this money coming in on LSU and the line not moving makes me want to take Ole Miss, you know, by the half, lay a dollar twenty, dollar twenty five and take Ole Miss plus three, but yeah. I can't do that based off the fact that I'm still, you know, and I may end up with egg on my face. I still believe LSU is a top five team in the country. So based off of that and that alone, um, you know, it's going to be a stay away, but I do find it odd. Everybody's all over LSU and yet the line hasn't moved. That's, I just find that a little peculiar. Yeah, I I do see this being a sneaky good game. Yep. Ole Miss could at home bounce back from a tough performance last week. Did not look like the same offense that we've seen Lane Kiffin before. So I could see them really making this tough for LSU. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Here's what I would do if I were going to bet the game. Uh, I'm going to hear all my juice people come to life, (laughs) squeezing their oranges. I would lay the dollar 40 with LSU because this just reeks. This just reeks of some stupid 30 to 28. 24-23, you know, some oddball score because somebody misses an extra point or goes for two, right? Some 22-20, something to where it just falls on a one or two point win. It just really feels that way because I just just believe in LSU to win, but where it's sitting at in two and a half, they're begging you. The books are pleading you. Please take LSU. Please take them. And uh, so that that would be what I would do. Yeah, they're they're begging you to lay the two and a half. Because there's been so much money, and it hasn't moved. It should have at least moved to three by now, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, uh, it's either, look, if you like Ole Miss, don't be a cheapo. Lay the R20 and buy the hook to three. If you like LSU, do not lay two and a half. Take the money line. Yep. Take the money line minus one four. It's another thirty cents. I mean, let's be real. I just yep. want Ole Miss to win so John stops believing that LSU is a top five team. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? I just don't. Huh? I and I'm poking fun at you, John, but I just I don't agree. It's I don't a simple disagreement. Right you know, I don't you, you you could be right, AJ. I, I listen. I came into the season. With them in Tennessee saying that both of them would be in the college football playoff mix, uh, I was wrong about Tennessee. And LSU, I will say this, LSU hasn't looked good. They like, haven't. even in the wins versus Arkansas, I like, and that's a big rivalry game, but this is too, like, LSU hasn't looked good. So I'm not going to beat my chest, right, and say, Oh, they still look like I just, again, I'm going off the preseason work. That's what I feel. I can't hop ship now. I'd be a hypocrite if I hop ship now. But to your credit, AJ, I'm not sure if they get out of there alive. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be, like I said, one I'm definitely going to watch. I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, Next one, not going to be a good game. Oregon at Stanford. Oregon minus 27 on the road. Uh, I have a feeling they're just going to boat race Stanford. Um, hold out. You'll be able to get 28. When you get to 28, take Stanford. Do you think Stanford can stay within 28? Listen, who's Oregon play next week? 
Uh, let's look. They play in Washington. I, in Washington. Uh, so I, listen, listen. You just got jacked up for Colorado. Yep. Right? A big game. The most watched. I feel like I say this every week with Colorado, but it really was the most watched game uh, in a long time. Everybody was on Colorado. Oregon, clearly, I mean, they had, they released a video of Colorado, like, stepping on their logo, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm like, people got to walk across the midfield, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to deal with that. I mean, silly. But yeah. obviously, I think it's a way people would just motivate themselves. Ah, uh, yes. You know, and Dan Lanning, they're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins, blah, 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 blah. Listen, coaches, and this is what's bad, is we not prime we knock dan lanning we knock all these coaches but they got to get their team psyched up too just yeah. from a coach yeah, i mean I, I coach sports like i'm gonna say whatever it takes to get my team like you know obviously i don't have to worry about press like those guys and everything scrutinized and there's a camera in every locker room but i preface this by saying this oregon is not going to be jacked up more than they were for that colorado game all year long can we agree no, on that probably not they boat raced colorado now, next week, really their biggest rival has always been Washington, right? No. And you got to go on the road to a brutal, brutal place and play a guy that's going to be on the stage in New York for the Heisman Trophy and Michael Penix Jr. Yep. Right. Now, sandwiched in between that is lowly Stanford catching, what did you say, 20? I got 27. Ninety-four mm-hmm. percent of money, and ninety-two or ninety-four percent of bets, and ninety-two percent of money is on Oregon. Stanford way to show up with six percent of tickets and eight percent of money. Almost the exact same money market figures. When everybody's like, Colorado's been so great. How can Oregon lay twenty-one? And if you rewind that beautiful bean footage I said last week. I just will never lay 21 points because I used to do that and lost a ton. So it's just a rule I have, but Oregon's going to cover the 21. And y'all were shocked when I said that. Yeah. You were like, you think they're going to cover 21? I was like, no doubt in my mind, but I can't bet it based off of you have to have rules. And that's just one of them. And so I sat there and I was like, yep, knew this was going to happen, but it's just a rule. I can't, I can't do it because if I go down that road, then I'm willing to bet anything. Stanford's going to cover this game. Uh, everybody is going to load up like Oregon, like they just did, and it's the perfect sandwich spot. You'll never get up higher than you were for Colorado. And next week, if you can go in to Spokane and beat the Huskies, Oregon sets themselves up really nice when you start talking about college football playoff. Here's the okay. thing with Oregon, though. The tough stretch for them. So they get Stanford. But then they go on the road to play Washington. They get Washington State at home. Then they go on the road to play Utah. They get a little break. They get Cal at home. And then they have to turn right around and play USC at home. So, like, really, really tough stretch for them here. In a, yeah, do you, do you really best, think after that big emotional win against Colorado, do you think they're really fo- – I mean, look at what happened with Colorado with that big last-second emotional win versus Colorado State. Yeah. That let right. down. Look, everybody said, oh, Alabama struggled against South Florida. Ole Miss, uh, you know, getting six and a half or seven is a great play. Well, how'd that work out? I mean, Alabama was in control of that game the whole time. 
again, the books play off of what they saw last week. They play off your emotions because the public, y'all are too busy working all week long. You don't have time to sit and digest it. You just remember the last thing you saw, right? And so the last thing you saw is the last thing you bet. And if you do that, you know, over the course of time, you'll be a really big loser because they play off those emotions and what you saw. I'm telling you, I mean, Stanford an ugly pick. Yeah. But I mean, there's no, I mean, I think it's a perfect spot. Just like Alabama was the perfect spot. We had them last week. Uh, just like I said, Oregon would have been the per and those are favorites I'm talking about. And you know me, I'm, I'm typically a contrarian dog better. I don't play a lot of favorites. If I do, they're short favorites and I put them on the money line because I hate laying points because gosh, it's hard enough to win the game sometimes. But, uh, I think Stanford plus 27, uh, and again, the fact it's not over, listen, they just beat Colorado. That's way better than Stanford. Yep. By 42 to 6. And they're only laying 27 to Stanford. Why am I not getting 28? You're telling me yeah. the Oregon's not four touchdowns better than Stanford? So, again, the whole thing just reeks. I, I like Stanford here. Stanford's going to be a play. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one, we have Iowa State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma laying 20 at home. Um, Iowa State Iowa State is scrappy, but typically only at home. I think Oklahoma kind of rolls in this one. 20 is a lot, though. Yeah, you can say, John, what about the look ahead for Oklahoma? That's a little different. Kansas is good. Iowa State stinks. Uh, no opinion on the game. Okay. Uh, next one, South Carolina at Tennessee. Tennessee minus 12.5 at home is the line that I can see right now. Uh, South Carolina's been pretty scrappy, though. Um, this should be an interesting game. Yeah, 58% of tickets on South Carolina, 74% of money, 42% of tickets on Tennessee, 26% of money. Um, I mean, South Carolina really derailed Tennessee's season last year as AJ relives that nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, but look, man, you know, South Carolina, we, we got the push with Mississippi State last week. We were catching seven at South Carolina was really hoping we were going to sneak in for the win there. But South Carolina has had two really brutal games in a row, Georgia and Mississippi State. Uh, And everybody's going to look at last year. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would lay 12 and a half with Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins this game by two touchdowns. Again, I think you're going to have to sweat this one out late for them to get the late cover. Like I could see Tennessee – and again, these no man land numbers always just pique my interest. I can see, see Tennessee being up six. South Carolina's driving for a game winning touchdown. And next thing you know, it's a pick six, right? Yeah. Um, and Tennessee wins by 13, covers by the hook. And you're like, how in the world did that game cover? I think it's one of those type of games, but I think Tennessee, I would actually play Tennessee or nothing here. Oh, okay interesting yeah. take from you normally you are not a uh favorite better laying that many points so i'm i'm not but i can't again i gotta follow the the john cole playbook and i think uh now look it's not going to be a play but i'm just saying if i had to play the game I, I would actually lay the 12 and a half because again just looking at where the teams are at and i feel like tennessee got right with utep last or with uh utsa last week they needed that game Mm-hmm. Right to kind of get them back on track. Nealon's going to be jacked up, ready to go. Tennessee remembers what happened last year. I think mm-hmm. Josh Heupel will use that to their advantage. And again, South Carolina coming off of two 
highly contested um, SEC games. Um, and it showed, right? Everybody was like, oh, they played with Georgia. They'll blow out Mississippi State, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. this week is another spot. I think Tennessee gets the, the cover here. But I think it's a late a late saver for all you favored betters. All right. Yeah, Tennessee needs to do what they started to do last week. We still have massive issues on the uh, offensive line. But if we can get the ball across the middle of the field and stop playing this outside screen, outside game that they started to play early in the season, keep the running game going, get the ball in the middle of those uh, deep crosses, those slants we saw last year, um, and then get Joe Milton out in space and have him make some plays like he was doing with UTSA. Get him out of the pocket. Get him out um, of the pocket. Move the you know, Yeah, I think they're going to look good as long as they stick to that plan. And do you guys see last week that, that big 80-yard run he broke off was clocked in yeah. at like 23 <laughs> miles per hour. He was or 21.3 miles per hour he was running. I guess it's the... He was one moving. of the fastest quarterback runs that's been clocked and since they started keeping track of that. So damn, keep mm-hmm. that up, man. And you know, that's what we need to do. Yep. Yeah. And I, again, I think, and I'm probably guilty of this again on a much lower level, right? Uh, you know, I don't coach college or pro sports. Um, but I think I, I can say this for myself. Sometimes coaches outthink themselves and make it harder than what it is. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. there's just times just do what you do. You know, mm-hmm. get the ball to your best player, get your best player in space, regardless what sport it is, right? Basketball, football, like just simplify the game, right? You mm-hmm. don't have to overcoach it or overthink it. Um, just, just play to your strengths, man. Yeah. Agree with that. All right. Next one, Alabama at Mississippi state, Alabama minus 14 and a half on the road. Some comments on a Nick Saban. He thinks this is going to be a much tougher test than the last couple games for Alabama. Um, a little slight against Ole Miss there, but uh, how do we feel like this one goes? Bama three and one, Mississippi State two and two. Bama three hundred sixty four yards of offense, Mississippi State three eighty eight defensively. Bama only giving up three oh seven. This is Mississippi State's problem; they give up four hundred. Luckily, Alabama's offense is an electric. Um, so Mississippi State should be able to hang, hang in there. Will Rogers nine hundred seventy nine yards, six touchdowns, one interception. I don't think Alabama has anybody that can match up with Ladedrick Griffin, uh, the wide receiver of Mississippi State. 20 catches, 388 yards, and three tubs already this year. But Bama has beat uh, Mississippi State 12 in a row. Bama 10-0 and the last 10 against Mississippi State in 7-3 ATS. 2017 was the last time Mississippi State lost by seven or less the other nine matchups out of the last 10, uh, Mississippi State's never gotten closer than 24 points. So, well, yeah, not very good. Now, but, 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 here's the deal. Two things. One is uh, right now Alabama, 83% of the tickets, 86% of the money. Mississippi State, 17% of the tickets, 14% of the money. So I like the market move there. Money keeps coming on on Alabama, but the line hasn't moved. It's staying at 14 in the hook. The fact that Nick Saban says that makes me like uh, Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, a little bit more. But this part, again, I'm big on spots. Everything is spots. Again, don't say, well, this team's better, so they should win. If it worked that way, nobody would go to work Monday mornings. I always say that. 
Next week, who's Bama playing? Anybody know? I don't. At Texas A&M. Who coaches Texas A&M? Jimbo Fisher. And we know Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban's loving relationship they have. And we also know how these Alabama-Texas A&M games go, do we not? So I don't think Nick is going to ever let his team get in a letdown spot, but it's hard for a coach to fight human nature with a bunch of kids. And they had to respond last week against Ole Miss at home. Everybody was doubting them. Again, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and then you got little old Mississippi State just shoved in there on the road. I think this one could be a little tougher. I like Nick's outlook. I'll take the 14 and a half and hold my nose with the Bulldoggies. All right. Gotcha. So next one, uh, Washington at Arizona. Excuse me. Uh, Washington minus 18 on the road. I mean, they're good, but. Yeah, 18 on the road. Uh, Look, man, I really like Arizona here. Maybe my best play of the week is Arizona. Uh, Uh, Again, you're going down. You're taking a team from the Pacific Northwest down to the desert. Arizona hasn't played bad. That program's starting to come along, right? Washington, I know they've boat raced everybody. uh, But again, they need that Oregon game next week, right? Like both, uh, like they need that. Or I can guarantee you half of the coaching staff of Washington and Oregon aren't even messing with their matchups this week, right? They're prepping and watching game film for next week. That's what they're geared up for. Uh, and look, 93% of the tickets, 91% of the money on Washington. It's all Washington all the time. I can't watch this game because it's like Stanford. You just take the ugly dog and you go fishing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a late night game. Get in bed early. You got the London game the next day for the NFL. So you got to get up super early to catch the early service at church. So then you can get back and catch the the, the 9.30 a.m. kickoff Eastern time. So there's no need to watch this game. Just wake up and be pleasantly surprised that somehow, some way, Arizona threw a Hail Mary and only lost by 17. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, last one I have on here, John, unless you have more to add, Nevada at Fresno State. Uh, Fresno State minus 24 and a half at home. Wow. A lot of yeah, points. I mean, I got nothing here. Nevada's just <laughs> bad. Nevada, I mean, I don't even know why you wrote that game down. Were there, you it's high? ranked. I went through all the ranked teams. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Sorry. I mean, it made sense just, in my head. I'm just glad you didn't make me break down Michigan State, Iowa. I mean, all I would think about is the sound of a gun cocking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can talk about that one if you want. Nope, nope. Move it right along. All right. You have any other college football games you want to touch on here, real quick? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. All right, well, you boys, actually, because John has been so long-winded in this episode, are going to have to do the NFL without me. i got to go work, boys. All right. Well, you all know, right. it's not necessarily all his fault. We we kind of poke the bear sometimes and can keep it I going. I know. We <laughs> haven't learned from our mistake. He just, man, when he gets on a rant, it just goes, and it's like 10 minutes later, and I'm like, <laughs> is, can he, is he going to take a breath? Like, God. All right. Have a good one. All Everybody, right, have a great weekend. Enjoy all the college football, the NFL. Um, you will miss me for a couple weeks, but these boys will take good care of you. Uh, we'll be back with another episode on Monday, but enjoy and enjoy this lovely NFL breakdown you're about to get.
All right. And there he goes. Off to work. Enjoy your day, buddy. There you All go. Right. A good one. Godspeed. Godspeed. And, and NFL. Here we go. Thursday night. Um, let's jump right into it. Um, we talked this about this game on Monday a little bit. The Lions at the Packers. Uh, let's see. Lions lane uh, one and a half um, at Lambeau. Uh, it's going to be a good Thursday night game. Two teams that are definitely Great playing Thursday. well right now. And I'm excited. I'm glad to see that they've gotten this Thursday night prime thing figured out when it comes to the matchups. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they've spared Al, Al Michaels from getting drunk in, in, the, <laughs> in the press box. And look, man, I mean, national who doesn't love, yeah, national treasure, oh, love Al Michaels. But who doesn't love Amazon Prime as long as they got Carissa Thompson there? Good. Oh, man. God Almighty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean that, Dolan. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yes. Uh, I see that uh, you know your tastes have have changed slightly, so that's okay. But yeah, Chris is awesome. They have, they have a great crew there. Fitzpatrick. Oh, um, Fitzpatrick! I saw him in. Uh, he was on my plane. Did I tell you that going to Phoenix? Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. He was very super cool, dude. Uh, and you're right, AJ. Um, I like uh, Andrew Whitworth. I never thought he would be good. Whitworth. He's really yeah. good on TV. Yeah, Sherman. Um, yeah, they're, they yeah, do a good sure job with that. So, um, but yeah, so I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really excited about this one. Yeah. Detroit, like you said, one half, 76% of bets and money on Detroit. Uh, I don't know how you can bet this game. I mean, you can yeah. make a case for either side, but I think it's just going to be such a tough game. You know, Detroit's Achilles heels, the defense, mm-hmm. um, I think Aaron Jones and Christian Watson didn't play this last week because they wanted to have them for the Detroit game. Uh, today, we should find out kind of where that's at here on a Wednesday, where where Watson and Jones really fall. If they're in the lineup, I wonder how that tweaks the line. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just to stay away. But I think it's going to be a great watch, a great game. Uh, order your favorite pizza and wings and uh, a nice ice-cold glass of high-quality H2O. There you go. Hey, I like it. Keeping a PG around here. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to see Watson back. That's that's definitely going to add to uh, to the quality of of what we've been seeing so far out of Green Bay. So uh, we got our first London game. Um, Jaguars on their two game two week stint out in out in London playing at Wembley Stadium as the home team. And honestly, yep. at this point, yeah, I mean they played out there enough. I'm sure they're going to have home field advantage here. But the Falcons are playing the Jaguars at Wembley. Nice uh, 9.30 start time, Eastern Your Time, 8.30 mine. So it's going to be nice to be able to wake up and just, you know, get a cup of coffee and turn on some NFL. Uh, I kind of like these. Yeah, I'll be like uh, I'll be like Will Ferrell in Talladega nights while I'm at church because church starts at 10 Eastern here for mm-hmm. me. Is uh, I'll be in the pew singing, sweet baby Jesus, five pounds, seven ounces. Please get the prince across the finish line. No, I'm just kidding. Uh um, Jacksonville laying three here, 71% of the bets, 80% of the money on the Jags. Uh, look, I think Jacksonville wins this game, but I can't lay three AJ Atlanta's beat them for the last five times. Historically, I don't, I just haven't figured this Jacksonville team out. Right. Yep. And Doug Peterson, yep. I watched his press conference yesterday, him talking about maybe them getting fat and happy off last year and, and maybe them buying into the expectation talk. Like I said, Jacksonville's a really young team. Okay. So they got to fight some human nature stuff. I have liked the way the defense played until last week. 
I can't really put a lot of stock in the last week though, because Houston has beat them like 10 out of 11 times, mm-hmm. right? For whatever reason, no matter who the coach, who the quarterback, they can't beat the Texans. I don't know why some teams just have other teams numbers like that. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't put a lot of credence into that. Jacksonville wins this game. I think they actually win both London games, this one and Buffalo next week. Oh, wow. Okay. But I'm just not interested in laying points with them right now. So, again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, he didn't really give an analysis. If you like Jacksonville, uh, lay the dollar forty-five. If you like the Falcons, lay a dollar twenty and buy the hook, get them plus three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a crazy season so far. We talked about this, obviously, at the beginning of this show. And then last show, we talked about looking ahead at some of these lines. I could see why you don't really love this card. And also, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just been kind of all over the place with some of these teams. Um, you know, this this next game, Dolphins going to Buffalo. We talked about this earlier. Um, obviously, Buffalo not having the advantage that they usually have uh, in the winter time especially against a warm weather team like the Dolphins who've been playing lights out. If we, as we've talked about, you know, only uh, Buffalo only laying two and a half at home against the Dolphins. You know, um, I could see why some of these games are just kind of stay aways for you, especially potentially this one. I could be wrong. You might have a play, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, it's a tough game. The thing, you know, Miami three and O ATS this year, Buffalo two and one, um, you know, a little prop here, actually, you know, as I was Ooh. doing my studying, you know, I'm not a prop guy, um, but like Buffalo this. has hit the first quarter team over. So their team total over first quarter, they've hit it 15 of the last 21 and currently FanDuel has it sitting at nine and a half. So basically you need Buffalo to score 10 points in the first quarter. I like that. Yeah, I I, I like that. I mean, look, Denver came out and did that. Are you mm-hmm. saying Buffalo's not better than Denver and Buffalo's at home? So the game, I, I'm not, you know, I want to I want to dive in a little bit more. Um, you know, I used to give out plays on Thursday. Now I have my mind made up on Fridays. I give it an extra day. Uh, but look, the fact that Buffalo's won nine of the last ten and everybody's going to be on Miami, uh, I'm leaning Buffalo, but I don't know if it's going to be a play. Yeah. I got you. Because I still am scared to step in front of that Dolphin offense. And, again, you got to remember, again, I said this earlier in the show, you got to take yourself back to your power rankings. I don't really think Buffalo's that good. I think Miami is a better team. But, again, sports gambling is all about spots and situations. And I don't know if the spot and situation is a good one for Miami. And I know that's odd to say coming off of a 70-point performance. Um, but I, I just, this is a tough game to handicap, a really tough game to handicap. Yep. Definitely. I could see uh, this one in a teaser or something like that. I'm sure we'll see some of those this week, just given the card and the straight up and down bets are a little challenging on these. So yeah, obviously yeah, the bill's getting teasers. that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the bill's getting that standard kind of three, three point home favorite, um, on this game going over to the Broncos and the bill, excuse me, the Broncos and the bears, we talked earlier about this. This is a must win for both of these teams to get right. Uh, a lot on the line from all the way from the quarterback play to the coaching staff. You know, I'm not particularly excited to watch this game. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad it probably won't be, uh, you know, the game that's aired in, <laughs> Don't in my put this area. In multi-view on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Not going to, not going to be a multi-view. Sorry guys. Yeah. Um, but you, you, there's a lot on the line here for sure. 
Well, you know, when you have a dead game like this, you know, you might as well juice it up and have some excitement. Look, I'm not laying three or three and a half with the Broncos or either one of these teams, but the one NFL free play I will give out this week is a double unit Broncos minus a dollar 60 on the money line. Mm. They don't lose this game. Look, Chicago's lost 13 in a row. Denver just got embarrassed. Again, I'm not laying points with Denver. And I know the money line's a little risque, but I'll do the double unit Broncos minus the 160 uh, because I just, man, if the Broncos were to lose this one and the Bears break their streak against the Broncos, I, I mean, I can't even say what'll happen Oof. there in the mile high. I mean, mountains will move, no pun intended. It's going to be ugly for sure if that happens. Hey, and I looked it up. I think the last losing streak that was oh yeah, longer job. than this was actually the Bears back in the 70s. <laughs> lost 16 in a row. So they're actually competing you, against themselves a little bit here. <laughs> they lost how many in a row? 17? I think it was 16. Yeah, in a row. 16. Yeah. Hey, you can always count on the Bears. Mm-hmm. So. The Bears. All right. Um Switching over to the Ravens at the Browns, uh, this will be a game that I would be curious to watch. And I don't think I'll have it on multi-view. I think it'll be just kind of a red zone uh, kind of keep an eye on here. Browns, uh, obviously, you know, two and one. Ravens, two and one as well. Divisional game. Cleveland lane, two and a half at home. So we'll see if the Browns can continue what they did to my Titans last week and the offense start to click a little bit. The defense is... They're just inc- like this. That defensive line is just out of this yeah. world, man. They're Browns still playing defense, so no good. Joke. So we'll see if Lamar can kind of stay on his feet uh, against that really, really tough defense. Miles Garrett and others. So um, thoughts on the Ravens at the Browns? Ticket split dead even, dead even, fifty fifty mm. split. But sixty nine percent of the money Browns, thirty one percent Ravens. I don't want any parts of this game. I think it's going to be a great watch. I'm interested to see. Again, I think Brown's best defense in the AFC. Uh, they're like credit to you. What you said about their defensive line is really, really good. And I want to see how does Lamar Jackson and Todd Munkin, that offense hasn't, I haven't saw it change. I haven't saw the, you know, I was told this pop was going to happen and Lamar yeah. was going to throw for 6,000 yards and, you know, Beckham's hurt already because he's brittle as a pretzel stick. So, uh, this will be interesting how this plays out. I'm not going to have a play on this game. Look, if you, if you're one of those action junkies and you got to have something on every game, the only thing you could do here would be tease up the Ravens, but straight up, uh, I don't know how you could make a case for either side and really feel good about. And I think the market shows you that right. A dead 50, 50 split, uh, middle of the week here. Now, maybe that changes as we get to Friday. Maybe one team gets a bunch of money, but I don't think it is. I think it's going to play out just like it's playing out. Like I thought it would Sunday when the line came out 50, 50 split and it's a coin flip game. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. No, I think their only chance at, at having uh, success, the Ravens that is, is don't try and run it. Just take it from my, take it from my experience. Just don't try and run it. Just get out there, get the ball out of Lamar's hands quick, get him out of the pocket. Let's, you know, Move that's going to be your, you, you know, that's going to be your keys to success for you here. So Speaking of uh, the Titans, the next game on the docket here, Bengals go to Nissan Stadium here in Nashville to play the Titans. Uh, obviously, Bengals and struggling uh, along with the Titans, both at one and two on the season. Cincinnati lane two and a half. I actually think this flipped, and it's probably because Burrow's back, and they played pretty well on Monday night. 
but this is kind of an out of division rivalry a little bit, especially since what we saw that first round of the playoffs, um, or I guess the, you know, divisional round that we saw, you know, the Titans lose when they came in as a number one seed. That was a really rough game. I was at that game. It was really tough to watch. And so I think Titans fans still have that bad taste in their mouth. So it is going to be a tough home environment for the Bengals. Um, but it's funny, this line is completely flipped since we last looked on it on Monday. Yeah, it's completely flipped. Now it's two and a half. Uh, I actually like the Titans. If you can get three here, buy it up to three. I actually like the Titans plus the three, right? I mean, the Bengals didn't show me anything Monday night, AJ. Mm -hmm. Didn't show me yep. anything at all. And the Titans had such a poor performance. Um, you know, again, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to give this out, but I think uh, if you want to play it straight up, you take the Titans plus the three, but I think the Titans are, are a really good teaser opportunity here. Really good teaser opportunity because Cincinnati isn't the same team right now uh, that they have been the past three years, so I don't think Cincinnati can go out there and blow somebody out 38-10 to 10 right now where they said at week four. I think they can get there. But you have a hobbled burrow. The ball's coming out quick. They got to run the ball. Um, and look, Tennessee, I think this is a big Ryan Tannehill week. If mm -hmm. they go to one and three, they got to make a change at quarterback. Not because that the guys behind them are better, but Tennessee has to start figuring out what this thing looks like long term. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Because I feel like they're just existing, you know, one year they're 13 and three, next year they're seven and eight. One year they're, you know, 12 and four, you know, it's like every other year they're a playoff team, but they never get, you know what I mean? Like they got to mm -hmm. figure out where are we going with the franchise? Yeah. And with Can that new stadium and all on the horizon, uh, Vrabel's got to make some quick haste decisions and keep them relevant because if the city's going to invest, look, money talks, right? Ownership's yep. going to, if the city, that stadium they're going to build is going to be maybe the nicest in the NFL what a venue for the Super Bowl or college football playoff game in Nashville. They are going to have to be extremely relevant. And Tennessee's yep. been a good franchise, but they haven't been a relevant franchise really, right? 100%. Not since the Steve McNair, Eddie George days. Um, and that was early on. That was when they first moved there, right? That's yeah, been a long exactly. time. So they're going to have to get relevant. And I don't I think Ryan Tannehill is better than Levis and Willis by far. I don't think Levis and Willis are starting NFL quarterbacks by no means, but if you're Tennessee, you did draft them. And if you go to one and three, you got to be like, all right, let's see what we got here. Let's yeah. see what we got. There's seven quarterbacks going to be in the next draft. Like, is it really the worst thing if we don't, you know, make the play? Like, again, I always say no man's land is the worst thing. That's what happens to me as a Washington fan. You get in no man's land and it's like, you just stay middle of the road, right? Yep. Yep. Like you can never get better. Totally agree. Uh, I think you're right about the stadium. Uh, Amy Adams, Miss Amy, as we call her here, she has always been very friendly and always um, backed Vrabel. I don't think he's. I don't think he's as safe as you know we probably all think he is. If this season doesn't, they have to f figure out what the direction is. If this season doesn't turn around, I mean, he could be on the hot seat. I don't put it all on Tannehill, as I've talked about. I think it's the play calling. I think it's the identity of what they're going to be, and they need to figure that out pretty quick. So, yep, that's going to be really important going into next year with the new stadium getting built and everything. So um, moving on to the Rams at the Colts. This is a pick-em. Indy's uh, favored just by one point. 
um, Rams, Colts, Colts, you know, I, I don't know if Richardson's back or not. I think he's still, no, Min- I think out. it's Minshew mania is what I've heard. Still what our I've good friend, uh, white Goodman, uh, at quarterback. White there Goodman. In, in, in oh, white Goodman. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Colts, uh, Colts slightly favored here at home, but, um, honestly like not super interested in this one. No, not super interested, but I'll tell you one thing. The Rams are beautiful in a teaser. Uh, when we get to John's gambling corner, I'm going to give out five plays for the week, um, to the public. And, uh, the Rams are definitely going to be a teaser here. Look, I mean, Stafford and that offense, you know, the Colts, uh, you know, Baltimore, how good are they really? Um, I really am mad at myself because remember I told you guys on the show, I really liked Indianapolis and then I didn't give it out. We put them in the, the one teaser that hit. Um, but look, I, I think, I think this is a close game, but I think ultimately the Rams pull it out. I love the Rams in a teaser really don't have an opinion about the side, but if I was going to bet the side, I would a- actually take the Rams plus one Oh five and bet them on the money line. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely. All right. Buccaneers at Saints also in that one o'clock slot. Uh, New Orleans at home favored by the standard three points. Uh, Buccaneers didn't look good on Monday night. Uh, Don't think this is a get right game. The Saints, I think, are a good team. Uh, I don't think they dropped this one at home. And is Derek Carr back in the lineup is the question that I'm unsure of, too. Yeah, Carr's questionable. Now, the Saints do get Alvin Kamara back so he can beat people Mm -hmm. up on the field instead of off the field. Uh, (laughs) And that Saints defense is really good. But here's the thing. Uh, Jameis Winston, if Carr can't go, Jameis Winston will be playing his old team. And any time old Crab Legs Winston is involved, I just can't get down. Right? Like, Like, Crab Legs Winston... And nacho cheese, Baker Mayfield, like I went, like, just think about that and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the Broncos and the Bears. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's a rivalry, Bucks and Saints. Yep. I'm sure it'll be a really good game, but I expect a very low scoring uh, defensive slugfest in this one. You're over under 40 and a half. If it was like 43, then I would lean towards the under 40 and a half. No man's land. Uh Sixty-four percent of the bets, fifty-eight percent of the money on the Bucks, thirty-six percent of the bets, forty-two percent of the money on the Saints. But again, until you know about Derek Carr, and even with Carr, I wouldn't feel comfortable laying the three um, mm-hmm. because the Saints have looked okay, but they haven't like jumped off the paper like, oh man, the Saints are really good. Now I think when we, if Carr is healthy, AJ, I think by the time you get to the back half of the season, Saints are going to be a contender to maybe sneak into that you know nfc divisional round mm-hmm. be in the running late in the fourth quarter to have a chance to get to the nfc championship game i think they got that kind of talent that kind of defense especially if they can win the vid division and new orleans is a tough place to play but i just don't want any parts of this game buddy yep i agree completely commanders at eagles eagles laying eight at home um i don't think this is a get right game for sam howell and the commanders uh, I think the Eagles handle them pretty easily. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is the one where I actually like the points on it. Um, but then again, I'm not the pro. You are. so. Yeah, look, only 27% of tickets on Washington, so that piques my interest. I actually saw it touch 8.5 last night, but you're right. It's back down to 8. But listen, again, I said you can't be a prisoner of the moment and look at last week. But last week sticks out because that's the that's – 
the Washington team that has played so far is exactly what I thought it would be. They should really be 0-3. Mm-hmm. And Very that's what I be. thought they yeah. would be. Yeah, so, you know, everybody talks about win-loss records, but how did you win or lose them, right? Like when we talk right. about, oh, man, so it's 0-3. Look, man, they could easily just be 3-0, and right? So, uh, you know, Buffalo everybody's all hail in Miami. If Buffalo, if that kick return doesn't happen with the jets, Buffalo's three, and zero. but how good are they beating the jets, the Raiders and the Redskins? We don't really know. Cause those three teams are sorry. So, um, I don't want any parts of this, um, whatsoever, uh, other than the, the fact that, uh, I think the Philly is definitely a teaser play, but look, uh, you got to be careful with these teams. You think, oh, I tease them down just to win or I put them in a money line parlay because look, I got eliminated from Circa with the Cowboys and Jaguars last week. Mm-hmm. I went, I, and that was my plan. I was going to be very square to get through the first quarter and then start with, you know, I wasn't, I said, I'm not going to overthink it. Uh, you know, I'm just going to play the teams that are the most obvious to win. And I got, and try to get through the first four weeks and I got bit. Yep. Yep. So the team's $3,000 plus. Yeah, that's no, oh, that hurts. Uh, yeah. It would have been a good payout though. That way. <laughs> um, speaking of teams getting bit, the we're talking about uh, another uh, battle of Owen three teams, Vikings travel to Charlotte to play the Panthers. Um, I don't know the I don't know the status of Bryce Young. I think he's, he's still out for this week. But uh, yeah, Vikings have to absolutely have to just win this game. You know, they have to they have to show us that they are the Vikings that we think they are. Um, and if you drop this one, man, it's going to be tough in Minnesota after this week. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing will come crumbling down if they lose this game. But uh, Minnesota, eighty two percent tickets, eighty nine percent of the money on Minnesota. That hook really scares me. Because again, Minnesota just plays close games. Yeah. Right? Like last year, what was it, 11 and 0 or 10 and 1 in these one score games? This year, they're 0 and 3 in them, right? So how quickly things can change. Yeah. Uh, a three and a half, if it was two and a half, three, but I, I will say this Minnesota uh, minus $1.80, if you want to get some of the juice down, I know they're both road teams. I typically don't, I don't tend to lean towards road teams. But, you know, you want to parlay Denver and Minnesota together mm-hmm. uh, to get that down to like a plus 125 instead of minus 160 on one, minus 180 on the other. I could get down with that, right? I could get down with a little little Minnesota-Philly parlay. But as far as the spread, uh, again, like I said, it's just a tough week. I don't see an edge there because if I had to play every game, like if John had to put 1000 bucks on every game, I just had to, right? My life depend on it. I would actually take the three and a half with Carolina. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't because like it. Have, yeah, because they do always find themselves in these really close games that go down to the wire. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to watch a Minnesota Vikings game until, like, you know, it's the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where Red Zone comes in. Absolutely. That's where Red Zone comes The witching hour. The witching hour. Uh, Steelers at Texans. Uh, Tex- Texans have really impressed us coming out. Not, not, as bad as we expect him to be, D'Amico Ryan's has got them playing uh, with a lot of passion. But the Steelers also look good. Um, Pittsburgh laying three and a half on the road. 
in, in Houston? Uh, you know what? I, I, again, I'm not going to overthink it. And again, it's a little bit of a higher juice. I know people, you know, they don't like orange juice, don't like apple juice, don't like cranberry <laughs> juice, don't like pineapple juice, but you know, juice is juice. Uh, I'm not going to lay the three here. I, I think Pittsburgh minus the 160 uh, on the money line. Look, Houston, I know everybody's impressed, but again, I just, I have to throw last week's win out the window because yep. they own Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't miraculously think CJ Stroud in that Houston offense is a 30 point a game. I mean, I just saw them play a bad Ravens defense two weeks ago and they lost 25 to nine. Right. And so yep. I get what people are saying. The progression of Stroud looks to be looks to be better each week but they even struggled against indy who i don't think they're very good either uh i I would don't overthink it you know don't hate nutrition drink the juice minus 160 on the steelers there you go there you go a game i am excited to watch the raiders at the chargers nice divisional rivalry here um raiders traveling to sofi uh with the chargers laying five and a half at home um, Just went to six, actually, about two minutes ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So do you like it better at six than you do at five and a half? Uh, I guess it's a key number, right? Yeah, it's a key number. Um, I don't, I think Jimmy G's out, you know, with the concussion. I, right. Again, we'll get a lot of that news today. The line, you know, it was four and a half and it keeps creeping up, you know, with the charger money and the news of Jimmy G. But I got to tell you, AJ. If they roll out Aiden O'Connell, right? Uh, I don't want to see Hoyer, right? If they roll out Aiden O'Connell, the line will touch seven, and I would take a shot with the Raiders, hmm. right? I mean, listen, Devontae Adams came out Monday. He is not happy, right? He's playing his tail off. Hmm. And when I look at that team, man, like Devon, and it makes no sense with Josh McDaniels. I, I, I don't get it because – and I get Tom Brady's the goat, and it's easy to coach the goat, I guess. But like, you got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayer, like Josh J. Like the the Raiders got dudes, man. Mm-hmm. Like the Raiders should be good. Yeah, we talked about going in. I season. mean, stack they are. I mean, they defense. I mean, cross their defense is weak. I know that, but even against Pittsburgh, you held them to twenty three, right? Um, you know, I just, I can't, I can't figure out the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but yeah, if I, mean, I got Aiden O'Connell plus seven, I would take a shot. I think that kid's a baller, AJ. I think the kid's a baller. I think yeah. he, I think he, uh, he has a lot of rock Purdy similarities. These quarterbacks that play five years in college, right? Um, they're more mature. They've mm-hmm. seen things. They're, they're not happy feet. They understand the game. They're lower draft picks. So they have to work harder, right? Nothing's given to them. Um, I, if Aiden O'Connell plays, I, I'll seriously look at the rares cause it'll go up at least a point. Yeah. A lot of those quarterbacks coming out of the, uh, coming into the draft next year too. Those types of quarterbacks, five and six years, seniors, mm-hmm. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how the, how the draft goes too with gosh, Hartman and may and uh-huh. Caleb Williams. My goodness gracious. Like, listen, 
Caleb Williams is a phenomenal talent. How he's not the number one, who knows? But like, if I'm a team, like you have to give up so much to get the number one. But to me, how do I get to like number three, four? Mm-hmm. Because I think Sam Hartman's the catch. Again, he's like a six year senior. Yeah. Right? Older guy, more mature, has an arm, sees it like Sam Hartman in the right situation. Whew, dangerous, buddy. Dangerous. Next, uh, 425 game uh, Patriots at the Cowboys. Dallas laying seven at home. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting game. Cowboys, obviously, America's team. Patriots are America is America's mascot, I guess. Um, yeah. so, um, so yeah, I, I, I this is gonna be a marking game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I kind of like the, I kind of like the Patriots in that kind of range, in that seven point range here. Look, the, the, the defensive trouble that Bill Belichick is going to give Dak Prescott is going to be unprecedented. Hmm. So, and Dak Prescott hasn't showed me he could be a good defense his whole NFL career. I don't see that changing. With that being said, I don't know if New England can do enough offensively against Dallas's defense because Dallas's yeah. defense should be pissed after last week. So I, I think the Cowboys get out of here with the win, something like a 24-20, 24-21 type game. Um, but I like it, you know, gun to my head, I would definitely take the points with the Patriots. I can't lay seven with Dallas. No way. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Not against the hoodie. Like I said, I think this could actually end up being a much lower scoring game uh than people really think. Your over under sets at forty three. Um again, I could see, you know, I can see that. Twenty to seventeen, twenty one sixteen, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um twenty four 17 falls on the push. Uh, I, I, th- I like the Patriots plus the points here. Yep. Same Cardinals go to, um, Levi stadium where the 49ers will host them with a 14 point advantage. Um, 49ers lane 14 at home against the Cardinals on paper. That looks good to me. I think the 49ers are a much better team, obviously, but, um, I don't know. The, the Cardinals been playing pretty scrappy. Do you see them? Do you see them going up there and potentially keeping this one a little close? You know, it's funny. Next Sunday night we have a whale of a game. You know what next what is, Sunday night's game is? Mm-mm. Dallas at San Francisco. Oh, I always love those games. Yeah, those are always great, right? Um, yeah. Basically, that's listen, my childhood. Th- yeah, doesn't it though? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Steve Young, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman. I mean, it takes mm-hmm. you even back, like. But, when we were babies, the whole Danny White year with uh, the catch in Montana. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how it all started for San Francisco. So, yeah, those games are always great. And even if you get stuck with, like, some backup quarterbacks, right, like Steve Bono and Steve Berline squaring like the games always – those yeah. games just have that mystique. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, the, the ticket count and the money is almost dead even here. Mm. Remember what people see with their eyes. Yes. Uh, again, I am never going to lay 14 in an NFL game, but the 49ers either get the push here and it lands on 14 or they cover this spread. I think San Francisco, they'll come in here. They know they got Dallas next week. They saw what the Cardinals just did to Dallas. They want to make a statement and put Dallas on notice. So when Dallas rolls in there next Sunday night, 
San Francisco already tells them who the big dog is in the NFC and it ain't Dallas. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I think San Francisco takes care of business again. I'll never lay 14 in an NFL game, but I think the 49ers blow the doors off Arizona in this one. All right. Yeah. Interesting. And I was on Arizona last week. Yeah. Remember I was on Mm -hmm. Arizona last week to cover the big number against Dallas, but that was at home against a overrated Mm -hmm. Dallas team. Now you're on the road against the best team in the NFL. I, I just think the 49ers, I think they roll them. You talked about um, a few weeks ago the difference between pro atmospheres, home home atmospheres versus college. When you look at home dogs, is it different how you look at home dogs in the NFL than how you do in college? Do you give the home dog in college way more way more of an advantage than you do in pro because just because there's so much parity in the NFL. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Environment, um, spot, uh, you don't see, I mean, think about it in the NFL, you don't see these big 20, 30, 40 point spreads, right? Like, uh, Washington, Arizona, 18 points. I mean, how many, how often do you see an 18 point spread in an NFL game? Let alone, uh, yeah. Let alone that Washington, Arizona game, yeah, Washington's a superior team, duh. But it is a interconference game on the road sandwich spot. The NFL, there are some sandwich spots if you're a undisciplined team like Dallas. But then there's like, it's really hard to make that. Sandwich spots really don't apply as much in the NFL, right? These guys are professionals. You yeah. know, college kids and emotion and how college coaches have to have to build up teams. It's just not the same. And for the NFL, like again, any given Sunday. So your lines are lower. The value, the books do a good job of squeezing the value out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, they're either going to make you lay a number you don't want to lay, you know, cause it's too high or to take the dog. You just always feel like, man, I'm not getting enough points because it's all a mental game. Um, and that's why I say you to be successful, it's really studying the market and relying off your preseason power rankings. Now, if your power rankings were bad and you don't update them weekly, then you're just a bad handicapper. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just, you should probably, you know, reach out John at bccsports.com. Let me help a brother out. But, um, it's just not the same, the home dog, the atmosphere, uh, the sandwich spot, most, you know, think about it. Nine of your 12 college games are interconference, mm-hmm. right? NFL, you know, it's 50, 50 split, basically less than half are, are interdivision games. So. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. That's what I thought, but I just wanted to confirm. All right. The Sunday night game, we talked a little bit about the chiefs at the jets, um, could be a sneaky game. The jets are at home. Chiefs lane nine and a half. Just touch um, 10. Just touch 10. Just touch um, 10 at uh, DraftKings and MGM. Uh, have it at 10. Still at 9.5 at FanDuel, though. So as you say, or as Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friends. Is this one of those not so fast moments? <sighs> it's either Jets or nothing. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that, <laughs> but it's Jets or nothing. Look. Oh, man. There are, when I talk about markets and money, right? It's not always, well, the team that has the least amount of tickets, the least amount of money, just bet them blindly. It doesn't work that way. Um, You have to see where the preseason line was and where the line opened now, 
right? And so if you look at that with Jets and Chiefs, right, Chiefs was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So are you telling me that Aaron Rodgers is worth seven-and-a-half points in a regular NFL game? Not what you've seen. Just in a regular NFL game, is Aaron Rodgers worth seven-and-a-half points? Because typically, the most a player will move a line is three, even Mm -hmm. an elite quarterback. So think about Joe Burrow when it was, is he going to play or not play? It went from three and a half to one. So basically, Joe Burrow was worth two and a half points. Mm -hmm. Ten points at home on Sunday night football when you're on ESPN and Fox every day getting ripped about how Zach Wilson sucks, how Robert Salah's on the hot seat, how Joe Namath's calling out the team, and all they do is bring in Trevor Simeon. And look, that defense... Again, it's one of the top five defense, top three, top five defense, right? I, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's San Francisco. I think it's Cleveland. I think it's the Jets. Uh, and probably Dallas and Washington are your five best defenses right now. Now, Washington got ripped, but just off the top of my head, those are probably your five best. Um, ten's too many, AJ. Mm-hmm. In a primetime game, 10 is way too many. And I have got to believe the Jets got to run the football here and play defense. If you keep Mahomes on the sideline, you got Brees Hall, you got uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's either Jets. Make or it not. easy on yourself. Yeah. Listen, yeah. the the Chiefs don't cover double digit spreads. That was all we heard going into last week. They blow out the Bears. So what's the public think now? Wilson sucks. Chiefs got it rolling. Swifties are Swifty Nation is attendance there in their home in New York. Chiefs are going to blow the Jets out. I, I'm sorry, I'm not going. Listen, when I say percentages, you can't just always take the lower percentage team blindly. But when I look at an NFL, an NFL, mm-hmm. and only four percent, four. I've never seen it that low in an NFL game except one other time when Brady went back to New England. With Tampa. And what did New England do? Almost won the game they covered for us. We had them that game. 4% of the money is on the Jets, and it's only moved a half point. Sorry, I'll take the ugly dog, hold my nose. I'll get in bed early because we record early Monday morning, so I don't have to watch it Sunday. Yeah. You just It's like waking up to Christmas morning. You just open your, open your phone and see how it all played out. Either wake up Christmas morning or wake up to the Shawshank Redemption. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night. God, thank you so much that it's just one game. We don't have any more of this doubleheader nonsense. Everybody um, seems to be liking this doubleheader thing. I, I, are we in the minority? I don't know. Maybe. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I don't. I mean, it dumb. should be staggered more. 630 and 9, maybe? That I can get behind. That I can get behind. I could even get behind 7 and 9. Sure. But not at the same time just silly yeah or in our seven and eight like it's like i don't know it's just odd to me i don't know why and i get why they're doing it in case you get stuck with a blowout right Mm. so that part i guess kind of makes sense um and listen the nfl is one of the most well-ran businesses in the world i just say stagger them seven and nine and then they gotta balance out this one o'clock four o'clock better i mean you got like eight games at one and three at four or two at four like you know what i mean three this year uh, and there's a ton in the morning or in early afternoon yeah 
Yeah, you you got to spread that out a little bit. That's just yep. my I agree. My thinking. I agree. So. And I mean we do have the uh London games this week and next week. No, actually yeah. I think in the week after. So uh that can be in a row. Long. Yeah. I mean you you're in front of the TV at 9 a.m. and you're not getting out till 11:30 p.m. East Coast time. I mean, Shoot, man. Yeah. The family you just you take a PTO day from the family on Sundays <laughs> the next 3 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Seahawks at the Giants, Giants lane uh, one and a half at home um, against the Seahawks, who've been playing very well. The Giants need to get right. We need to see another another solid performance out of Daniel Jones because uh, these the two of the last three have just been abysmal. Um, so what do you think about the Seahawks-Giants to round out the, the NFL card? I haven't heard any word about Saquon, and that's really what I want to hear. Seattle, mm. I'm still not bought into Seattle. Uh, you can make the argument they really should have lost that game against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Seattle hasn't looked good. Now, the Giants haven't looked good either, but I will say this. Daniel Jones hasn't played bad. I mm-hmm. mean, the guy's had no protection. He hasn't played bad. I'd like to see him get Hyatt more involved. I'd like to, you know, they've been able to find some good mix with Waller. Mm-hmm. I want to see if Barkley plays in this. The Giants have had the long break. They played Thursday night, right? So they've got that extra break. I would actually lean G-Men here. I think the Giants are going to win this game. Seattle going across the country, uh, and I don't think they're very good. That Giants defense has played horrible. I mean, horrible. Um, I think Wink Martindale gets them right. I, I like the Giants here in a bounce back. Uh, as the short home favored again, you can lay the one or you can take them on the money line minus one eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, tend to agree. Tend to agree. I think it's a must, must win at home for them. All right. Well, that's the NFL. What do you got for John's betting corner? And we'll get out of here. John's betting corner. I want to start changing this up a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm giving Ooh. nuggets. Obviously, uh, break the boards about to start up. We're, we're changing some things with that, so that'll come to you guys daily. Uh, through YouTube uh, and through uh, podcast, but YouTube live, and then you'll be able to pull it up. That's really where you need to go to uh, mm-hmm. for it. So you just pull it up on your phone, listen to it, just like podcast, right? Other than you get to see my smile and face, but just prop it up there on your desk at work, take it in, um, and then you can always go back to it and listen if there's stuff you want to pick out. But it's going to be 100% gambling-centric, breaking down each and every game. It'll just be I, myself. Um, we'll have some guests start to come on the show. Uh, some people we've been discussing with other handicappers, other sports books. So it'll be some really, really good high quality sports betting content. And as you guys know, I always win for you. Um, so it'll be that, but I want to get the betting corner for bus chops gone shots, I'll drop little nuggets, but want to start giving a five pack of free plays at the end. Uh, and I'd like to start keeping track of these, uh, AJ, so we can talk about them the following week. Obviously, I do the uh, Friday Football Invitational. I wasn't invited, but I just kind of invite myself. That's been a little bit of struggle. Seven games against the spread, college or pro. Uh, and then, obviously, I'm in the Circa Millions contest. But this week, my five plays is we're going to go right back to the NFL. I'm going to take the Giants uh, on the money line here, minus 118. Again, like we just talked about, I think the Giants get this thing done. I like them in the bounce back spot. They get the extra rest coming off Thursday. Uh, Seattle's got to fly across the country. I think the Giants get right. I'll take the Giants minus 118. Um, second play that we're going to go with here, 
I want a two-team uh, seven-point teaser. I want to go with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams. So you'll te- tease the Eagles down to minus one. You'll tease the Rams up to plus eight and a half. Look, the Colts, you know, one and a half. Eh, but look, they're not going to beat the Rams by eight point by more than eight points. I like Matt Stafford going against Gardner Minshew. I like Sean McVay going against that young uh, Indianapolis Colts coaching staff. I think the Rams' defense has looked really good. They held Burrow in check. They made life horrible for Geno Smith, who everybody crowns the second coming of Warren Moon. I like the Rams here in the teaser spot. And the Eagles, look, Washington's not going to win this game. Uh, They may get a backdoor sneaky, but we don't have to worry about that. So seven-point teaser, Rams and Eagles. Third play, we're going to go over to college football. Give me the Rock Chalk Jayhawk, plus 17.5 against Texas. Again, last time they were in Texas, they won 57-56 back in 2021 in overtime. Texas, they got the look-ahead spot next week. The Red River Showdown against Oklahoma, they're focused on that. 17.5, way too much. Got Jalen Daniels there and Quinn Ewers. It'll be a fun game. Tune in. I really like this one. I think it'll be a great watch, but I think ultimately Kansas is going to get the cover for us, plus 17 in the hook. Late night. Going back to college again, Washington at Arizona. Give me Arizona plus the 18. Look, anytime less than 10% of the money bet across all books is on a team, give me the ugly dog and I'll hold my nose. Again, Washington, they got to look ahead next week. They got a big, big game with Oregon. Arizona, they've played better. They've hung in games. I love what the new coach and the coaching staff that came in last year. I mean, Arizona was a build-back program. I had a lot of work to do. I like the direction they're going. I like getting 18 here, so we're going to go ahead and take the Arizona Wildcats plus 18 as our fourth play. And as our fifth play uh, in college football, we're going to go back there. Again, a little bit of a high number, but I'll lay it Thursday or Friday night. Give me the Oregon State Beavers on the money line, minus 160. When it was three, I was willing to lay the three. Now that it's three and a half, I don't want it to scare me off of the game. I want to take the Beavers on the money line, minus 160. Uh, Utah, their defense has been good, but at home, you only beat UCLA 14 to seven. Even if Cam Rising comes back, DJ Alangale and, and Oregon State, I like them here. Oregon State is a very, very tough place to play. Um, last time they were at Oregon State, uh, back in 2021, Oregon State got the win here outright 42 34. I think it's a similar win, but low scoring. Give me the Beavers here. Uh, 27 20 over utah well there you go there's my five pack let's see how we do the five pack has begun i like this i like this and um as you mentioned we're trying to get break the board back up and running so not a set date on that yet but promise that we'll do that asap it will be available on our youtube channel live um every day uh and then obviously we'll leave it up on the feed so you guys can watch it later as well if you can't join john live when he records those probably in the morning time Hey, last thing, go to the website, bccssports.com. There's a two-day football package, right? I'll even throw Friday night's games in with this because there's a couple games I like Friday night. Uh, But normally that package is $99. If you put in code HALFTIME, capital H, HALFTIME, all one words, H-A-L-F-T-I-M-E, HALFTIME, that's how you spell it, capital H, uh, you'll get 50% off your first uh, weekend that you do it. So look. For $49, you can have college and pro football this weekend. Uh, No better deal than that, guaranteed to win, or I'll give you the next week free. 
Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We're going to get out of here and we'll see you guys back next week. We'll go over everything we talked about this week and kind of see how we did. Um, but happy betting and I hope you guys stay well. All right, well, there you guys have it. Have a great week. We'll talk to you all next week. Love you, my winners. Oh!